Pacino's big on uh, work-life balance and making sure that like industry standards are, are up to date. Say hello to my little work week, he says, about a, th- <laughs> a three-day work week. He's actually pushing for wow. even, even less days. <laughs> Welcome to Video Game Podtivism. It is the Optimist's video game variety show where two best friends and maybe someone else talks about... Oh boy, that fucked me up. Talk about the... okay. No, that's good games. <laughs> two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. There you go. My, my name is Chase. My name is David. My name is AJ. Hello. Welcome back, AJ. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. Hello. I'm delighted to be here. Would you be cool with introducing yourself? Yes. Hello. Hi. My name is AJ. I am a freelance podcast editor and producer. Mm-hmm. You may have heard my work on Into the Aether, a low-key video game mm-hmm. podcast, or Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show, or Frog of the Week. They, we don't have a subtitle for that one. Uh, it's a, it's a, <laughs> they talk about because it, it says the whole thing in, in the four words right there. Frog of the yeah, Week. Yeah, talk about Frog we of don't the need week. more than that. Yeah, and uh, other stuff that has since ended. But uh, yeah, that that's that's what I do. I for a while was like the in-house editor for the worst garbage for a second yeah, there. Yeah, but now uh, Matt and Chase edit their own shows, which is thrilling. Sorry. for me. No, it's thrilling. I love it. I, I I love this space right now where I can record a podcast, send it off, and not have to worry about it. Is like one of my favorite places oh, to be. It's such a dream. Whatever that. Happens. Yeah. A, a, a perfect little treat whenever I get to, to partake. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Chase. Thank you for being my perpetual dream. <laughs> I've never had to deal with this. It's okay. It's <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's me. I play video games too on my free time. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm here to do today is talk about those video games that I have played in my free time. Cool. Thank you for coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the last time you were on, we sort of gave a offer of whenever you want to talk about a video game. <laughs> here's a space yeah and here it is here's that that promise returned back around. <laughs> yeah i was uh i was just praising the fact that i i just messaged chase that like hey i i want to talk about this game if you have any like shows that you could use a guest spot on and chase said okay we'll just talk about that game for the episode <laughs> so like, okay great cool yeah. so i'm very excited to talk about that game we uh, th- we did used to play a little coy with what game we do mm-hmm. in the main segment it's in the, it's title, in the title of the yeah. episode these days <laughs> there's no so spoilers just, <laughs> i feel like early on in the podcast we were like maybe we should just like make it a surprise yeah. so when people get to that segment it's very fun mm-hmm. but i think that's actually kind of a nightmare scenario because what if you get there and you're like oh man gex the gecko i don't want to listen to this at all <laughs> yeah these guys suck these guys suck now <laughs> so uh yeah we'll, we'll be talking about home safety hotline later uh, i just want to say chase great job with the thumbnail for this episode thank you mm-hmm. i forgot that i made that and i thought you were thanking me like in future tense <laughs> no like you, you made like, it and i've seen you for doing that eventually <laughs> no you've made it and i have seen it and it's good and i like it yeah thank you yeah. they were just already buying stock for yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for the good thumbnail hey hey have either of you been playing video games i order did we do we care about order who goes first here i don't care about order baby it could be anybody we just sit i demand <laughs> david go first we just david sit in silence until somebody speaks red yeah. rover red rover send david right over yeah send david in video games right over <laughs> i have i have been playing video games I would Funnily love enough. to hear about some video games, David. Yes, yes. I have been playing, what is it? Turnip Boy Robs a Bank. Oh, wow. Nice. Cool. This is on Game Pass, yes, right? This is on Game Pass. I love the first Turnip Boy. I was just about to say, yeah. you played the first one and liked it a lot. Yeah. No, it was great. It was uh, a, a Zelda-like game mm-hmm. uh, with this very fun 
sense of humor and this very interesting kind of dark world kind of in a in a vein of a uh, adventure time where it's very mm. cartoony and wacky but then there are allusions to some dark past going on yeah uh, which i really enjoyed and this one is going in a different direction it is very much a roguelike uh, so you are oh, perpetually trying to rob this bank that turnip boy <laughs> has has gotten himself involved with i think it's oh i forget his name but he's he's a, a pickle mobster i forget his, oh. his name's like dilla dilla chino or something like that <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, in the last game, you find... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Al Dilcino. Um, oh, my God. So, something like that. Why um, is Al rearing his head so much? <laughs> we were talking about we Al Pacino him. before we recorded. Yeah. He's really we showing up. Big Al earlier. <laughs> He's going to be the patron saint of this cast. <laughs> Big Al's Game Podcast is the new Big name Al's of this Al's Game one. Podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, so you are... you. Yeah, so you're pretty much just going through this randomly changing bank every t- every time you go through yeah, uh, and do a run. It's interesting. I wouldn't say it's exactly what I was hoping for or anticipating mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the sequel to this game. I wouldn't even see it's a sequel. It's more like a offshoot because it's really not a, a sequel sequel to the first game and that it's just a very different style of game. Mm-hmm. It does continue some of the character storylines, but not in a deep or meaningful way, at least yet. So it, we'll see if that changes at all. It does look like an exceptionally different video game than the first one. It's it's pretty different. It's pretty different. So they're going much more combat heavy in this yeah. one, of course, because it's a roguelike, which wasn't necessarily my favorite thing about Turnip Boy, yeah. uh, the first one. It was more like this world and exploring and talking to these characters. And then the, the combat was like... Uh, fleshed out but not anything amazing in the yeah. first one so yeah it's 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 not hitting exceptionally well so far huh. um just because i kind of wanted more just regular turn or original turnip boy i should say mm. not regular and we'll, we'll see it's just i just have such a high bar for roguelikes now after in a post hades world sure. it's tough that yeah. if you're not coming hard with the roguelike it's gonna be hard for me to keep my interest with it and keep engaged with it yeah. but i think i'll give it a couple more runs and see and see what happens did you play enter the gungeon or binding of isaac at all i played a little bit of enter the gungeon i did not play binding of isaac sure it definitely looks like enter the gungeon as far as like how the game is played yeah yeah and so i feel i figure if you like that then maybe this will be it but mm-hmm. that game is pretty tough yeah. <laughs> enter the gungeon i don't think i really ever beat it at all um and if this game is like at all as complicated it, it's it's pretty wild or it, it sounds like it might be a little bit challenging yeah yeah the one thing i do like that they change the the roguelike formula a little bit is that you kind of have you have to go in Mm-hmm. to the bank and then get out before the cops come you can fight the cops i i think i haven't gotten to the point where oh, i've been in long enough to where they come in they might yeah. just kick your ass who knows <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah the, the, it's i think it's about two or three minutes or something like that then the cops come oh so it's really fast it's pretty quick yeah so you're, you're really hoofing it when you're in there yeah. mm-hmm I'm 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 yeah. watching some I'm skimming through a gameplay video right now and it like the the timer definitely adds you know an element of like you're trying to do it as fast as possible but like something about yeah. the actual gameplay looks really slow like comparing mm-hmm. it to Hades mm-hmm. where you're like constantly moving around the screen and something is constantly exploding like there's a lot of that just yes. kind of seems like you're kind of wandering around like hitting a guy and then wandering around again I would I would agree so far, so far at least yeah. like I haven't gotten too far into the game so maybe it picks up later mm-hmm. but it it is pretty much just if you play Turnip Boy the Turnip Boy combat turned into a roguelike they didn't yeah add much more to it except different weapons right so it and i wouldn't say that that was known for its fast-paced right. action yeah it was 
like I said, more fleshed out than maybe you were thinking it was going to be going into that game, which <laughs> mm-hmm. was kind of a pleasant surprise playing playing the original Turner Boy. But I'm curious to see if it can sustain pretty much a whole game because that's really what a roguelike is right. uh, based off of is how engaging is this combat to not get repetitive or stale mm-hmm. doing something over and over and over again with, you know, minor incremental changes here or there to your base stats or, you know, getting a different weapon or unlocking a different path, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I, it wasn't what I was expecting, which sometimes I like, but sometimes like, ah, maybe I, I just wanted more of their Zelda-like style mm-hmm. than yeah. really changing it up. But I do respect that they had the the confidence in themselves to change the game up that much compared to the original, which I think did have some fairly good success. Yeah. It's interesting that they made such a like genre departure in this yeah. one. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know if you saw the like God of War thing that they put out where they mm-hmm. essentially just turned like the most recent God of yeah. War into a roguelike. The DLC. Yeah. And for, to, from what I hear, like, to a lot of success. Like I hear it's pretty good. And so it's interesting to see another company be like, could we wrap this game in a roguelike Mm -hmm. as well? Sounds like the answer is maybe, maybe (laughs) from, from your experience. It just, yeah, yeah, I I think I I feel like with God of war, like that, I mean, it's different, obviously like a huge departure, but I feel like makes a lot of sense because the combat in God of War is so tight, Mm -hmm. you know, and is like, yeah, like, like with Hades, there's just stuff constantly happening. Exactly. Yeah. You like conceptually, you can do like a no hit run of God of War. I don't actually don't know if that's true, but like you can do it to the point where you really do not get hit very often, which I feel like is kind of a good sign of like you've done your combat pretty well here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I wonder if the same thing is true of Turnip Boy, but who knows? I'm I'm okay with the 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 wild experiments as far as genre goes. That's, that's oh, fun to me. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Do your thing. I'm sure they made enough money off of Turnip Boy to to do one wild experiment and see if it if it happens. I hope so. Yeah. I again, you know, the the perpetually true meme of I want smaller games made by <laughs> people who are paid more and work less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I truly and I mean it. <laughs> and I mean it. I mean, I'm making it this time. Yeah. As Al Pacino once said, <laughs> I want video games made by people who are paid well and work less. N- known video game podcaster al pacino pacino's big on uh work-life balance and making sure that like industry standards are are up to date big union guy yeah say hello to my little work week he says about a, th- <laughs> a three-day work week he's actually pushing for wow. even even less days four is still exploitation <laughs> oh four days off three days working sign me yeah. up sign me up speaking of al pacino i've also been playing <laughs> lies of pacino oh my god <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Yes. It's still good. It's yeah. still good. I'm really enjoying this game. It is it's such a love letter, I think, to the genre. I can mm-hmm. see how, Chase, you can see it being more of in the knockoff category, but I just think it's so expertly crafted. Yeah. And I do think they do some things different than FromSoft does that are kind of quality of life things that the fans really want. The FromSoft has been somewhat resistant for who knows what reason to do, such yeah. as the boss runbacks are a cinch yeah they they don't really exist in this game Mm -hmm. yeah um at least from what i've experienced so far it's just like there is a clear path with like maybe one or two like easy enemies and then there's the boss it's not this huge gauntlet where you're just hoping that you get to the boss with maybe like a quarter of your health bar left so you don't have to burn a whole estus flask right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think that's an amazing thing they do and 
the another quality of life change that I think they do really well in this game is that for the the side missions, they really go out of their way to tell you, hey, this is something you need for that person. Mm-hmm. This is where you have to teleport mm-hmm. to to get there by doing the little icons for their faces on the different stargazers that you can go to to complete that quest. Yeah. Whereas that's one thing that in FromSoft games, I always kind of was frustrated with is the side missions because I want to do them. I just have no idea what is going on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how to do them or what they want for me to do unless I go online and look up a guide. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, you know, since you have Gemini there to kind of guide you a little bit, it really streamlines that process for me. So I'd, I'd like those quality of life changes that they've made in this game as far as just smoothing out some of the things that don't really add to the experience Mm. and just making it more streamlined for me. I I feel like I can see that from both ends of like the dream with something like I feel like I ran into this a lot in Elden Ring where Mm. they would give you some bizarre item and then it's like the dream is that you just go out and you're like okay I guess I'm going to run into that person eventually and then you see them in like the weird corner of the world and you're like I guess Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue this side quest now. Yeah. But yeah I think in reality usually what I end up doing is just looking at a guide of like where is this person yep. right now yep. yeah and so it does feel a little bit more in tune with like how people might actually play these games mm-hmm. and like it's not it's not super onerous to go on the internet but like why not no. just be like if you want to do this here's where the person is right now i would say that that does take me out of the experience though mm-hmm. if i have to go to the internet to sure. look something up yeah it makes me acutely aware that i am playing a video game and i am trying <laughs> to complete a side quest mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh gemini remembered I just have to go over here mm-hmm. and do this quest. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you get a cool reward. Does it make it easier? Yes. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because no. mostly these side quests are just giving you flavor for the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like you get, you, you find this walkthrough and it's like, here's how you get six more lines of dialogue and then they move to a different spot in the world and you can go get <laughs> six more lines of dialogue. It's like, okay. Exactly. Right. And there's a fancy British man who's made five YouTube videos based off that six lines of dialogue. Yeah. And if you didn't hear them, yeah. you have no idea what's going on in the lore. <laughs> I do have to say, I do. I do. I'm a huge Vati video fan. I, I should put that out there but love love that channel it's great yeah i uh i i have only played like just past hotel krat in in lies of p mm-hmm. but i totally like agree with with i mean everything that the both of you have said over the se- last several episodes of this podcast mm-hmm. about like you know the references and the streamlining and everything the video games are good the game the game is good i'm having a good time i never finished any of the like i didn't finish dark souls one two three or bloodborne but i have played them all mm-hmm yeah. I did finish Elden Ring. Actually, no, that's still a lie. I have not beat the final boss of Elden Ring because <laughs> uh, I got I just you got there. I just have to go. Yeah. Well, that was my whole thing. It's like, oh, it's one of those bosses that I just have to, I just have to pour damage into, and I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing that. So I'm gonna go back before the DLC, like respect my whole character to be like the one that deals a lot of damage, and then you know <laughs> go do the DLC. But uh, the one who deals, the one who deals. But yeah, the the, the video game is good. Uh, Lies of P, I should say. I. I'm really dying to go back to it, honestly. Like it I've seen clips of it on TikTok, but I think also like part of it all of the like side quest stuff being within the game is that like I don't come across like YouTube videos that's like explaining this lore of Lies of P because like the game explains it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so there's no chance that yeah. I'm gonna accidentally come upon a lore explainer on YouTube, which is mm-hmm. what happened with all the Dark Souls games. I just like watched playthroughs and then watched a bunch of lore videos and I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I got it. So I am really honestly I a lot of lore videos. Curious. Yeah, there are so many. But I am like curious about the story of Lies of P, which is a thing that I cannot really say 
for any of the FromSoft uh, proper games. I agree. I th- I'd say that the FromSoft proper games are evocative. Yes. Big vibe pieces. Right? Great vibes. Big vibe pieces. They're definitely asking you to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at least than... on a base level, right? There yeah, is yeah. a lot to, to mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, totally they are. really have to be like almost a historian slash archaeologist yes. digitally. Yeah. You have to become to, an expert. To really extract it. Yeah. So, and, and I do appreciate that. It's just, you know, they're really giving you the story. They're, they're not making you work for it. There's little things that you can do that add to it. You know, you can read the little pieces that the, mm-hmm. of paper, the newspapers that they have around the world. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's just there. Yeah. It's there. Mm-hmm. Game. Gaming. Gaming. Chase has no no response. <laughs> There's two pro P people here now. <laughs> he is he is outnumbered. Pro Pacinos. Pro Pacino. Pro Pacinos. Pro Chino. Pro Pacinos. I am also pro Lies of P. This game is good. <laughs> I don't know, Chase. I'm pretty sure I've heard the words "I hate lies of me" come out of your mouth at least yeah, twice. Pretty sure. pretty sure. Certainly on the game of the year. I just couldn't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Chase Chase enjoys lies of P. Everyone, it's okay. That is true. It's okay. <laughs> I beat the game. He just, I got he to just the really end. loves Bloodborne. Is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do also love Bloodborne. A good video. You can have both. Bloodborne. Yeah. yeah. You can game. have both. You can have both. Yeah. Still playing Nobody Saves the World. Yes. Yeah. Uh, How's this treating Game of Horse. It's great. <laughs> I don't really have much to say beyond <laughs> I'm really enjoying this game and the silly little ways that it lets you be these different creatures and in- engage with the world in ways that really want you to explore all the different things you can do with all these different options that they give you which i really love in a game and they all feel good which is also nice Mm, it's not like one stinker of a uh transformation so far at first i thought it was the horse but then i remembered i could lock my position and i was like oh my god this is easy now i'm back kicking all over the place the back kicks are like shockingly strong (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's why they tell you don't walk behind a horse baby that's true it's true life don't get knocked don't get knocked uh so that game is still very good yeah and the last game that i've been playing Mm. i was having a lot of fun with this one last night yeah trombone champ baby on the switch we're back we're back we're back we're so back (laughs) they let you use the joy cons like a trombone it's pretty amazing yeah Ooh, man it was it was on sale it's such a funny video game Mm -hmm. that video game i love the fact that when you get a combo going they play air horns it's just yeah (laughs) so ridiculous (laughs) it's insane it sounds awful behind the sound or the song that's going on too which is like really nice exactly right it's usually some sort of very um john philip Sousa type of (laughs) of march or something and then just air horns out of nowhere like what the fuck just happened yeah john philip Sousa type beat it's just some of the most fun i have had with a game in Mm-hmm. quite some time i was just laughing mm-hmm. the whole time because when you hit a note and you're just a half step <laughs> off oh. of where it's supposed it's to be so it good, sounds yeah. so bad yeah. it sounds so bad you were a band kid too david so like mm. i feel like there's a your ear knows that it is not good <laughs> yeah well, we i literally would spend like five or ten minutes getting in tune mm-hmm. with everybody around me mm-hmm. in band and you could tell like if someone's a half step yeah. off you're like mm, no you got to fix that it's yeah. horrendous it is, yeah. it is like nails on a chalkboard yeah. to, to band kids Those and those piccolos man, always those, out of tune those damn piccolos <laughs> those are easy ones to get out of tune mm-hmm. honestly it's such a high high instrument <laughs> high register but no it is a it's a fun game and it's I, you know beyond just sounding funny there is a decent rhythm game in there mm-hmm. yeah which is also nice <laughs> it is it is like f- the the rhythm part of that game is fun i think it would probably totally destroy what the game is going for but i would love like trombone champ serious edition yeah. where they like make it sound a little bit less shitty. Ha, 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 ha. 
that's like the draw of the game. So like, don't do mm-hmm. that. But like, I do like the physical way of playing the game of like having mm-hmm. to kind of like slide it up and down and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that is a fun game to play. Yeah. You enjoy this game chase? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, I love trombone champ. It's interesting. Cause it's kind of like the lies of P for Wii music. Sure. So. Yeah. I felt it. Lies of Wii. Set. <laughs> lies of Wii. <laughs> I could I could hear you pulling the bear trap down <laughs> in the tension around. There's a Yerbamante over here, Chase. Come and get Don't it. Don't you want some caffeinated tea, my friend? <laughs> uh, that game, I, I break it out like once a year on vacation, typically uh, with, with mm. my partner's family. And it's like, it's just like some of the most fun 15 minutes of the, the whole summer, usually. Yeah. And that's it, just, I think they updated it since the last time I played it. They added some more songs. Mm-hmm. It's just like, so it's such a joy to go back to every time. Everybody always has a great time, even if it's like sounds terrible because like that is the point. Like I do like Chase, I think yeah. you're right. I think there is a version where it's like instead of having the entire sliding scale of notes that you could find, there could be like, you know, six quadrants. And as long as you're in the quadrant, mm. it plays the right note. But it's like, that's yeah. not the point of the game, baby. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. it's supposed to sound it's bad. It's supposed to sound mm-hmm. bad. Uh, and also just the mix of the trombone with the songs, I feel like is always so off and uh, <laughs> so also just such a great way. <laughs> yeah. It's like none of these songs were meant to actually have trombones in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the trombone is 150% the volume of the rest of the track. Yes. Yeah. The just mix, blasted. The mix is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> did you read, uh, David, have you, did you read any of the like loading screen facts? That are like there are more trombones in the world totally than there wrong. are human. Yeah, they're all they're all wrong. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was like one of them I, that I really enjoyed was the the world's largest trombone collection is by some guy in Ohio. He has two trombones. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yes, yes. Perfect. this is correct. Perfect. You don't need any more than two. <laughs> no. But it's a great game. I really, I, I think I'm going to keep enjoying playing it with anyone who comes to my house. Mm-hmm. And I look mm-hmm. forward to playing it with Mallory's nieces, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, my dude. God. Yeah. Because I think the oldest one is probably at the point where she could probably toot, do some toots on there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, it, it would either be so unfunny to a kid <laughs> or just like the funniest shit that yeah. they have ever seen. Yeah. It's but true. not like, haha, this is pretty good. They'd it, it would just be like, I don't get it. Or like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to sound mm-hmm. bad? Or this is my new personality. Yeah, on the, the floor in tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is my new personality for the week. I am a bad sounding trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, parents. Yeah. Sorry. Walking around just going, honk, 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 honk. <laughs> Oh man. But great game. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll pass it over to AJ. <gasps> Have you been playing any games? Wow. Uh, yeah. Red Rover, Red Rover. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll catch, I'll, I'll catch, feed me the rock. There we go. I have sports. So the last couple of times I came on the show, I play, or I, I had brought a bunch of game pass games that I was just like, let me check these out. Mm. They're like game pass yeah. is right there. Beautiful. I, you know, I pay $18 a month, which is not nothing, but is also like considering the amount of AAA games that are on there that I would not have bought with my own money regularly. It definitely mm-hmm. pays itself off. Not to, yeah, this sure. is not an ad. This is not an ad for Microsoft, <laughs> but instead Trillion this dollar company, week, let's go. <laughs> instead this week, I played a bunch of demos on steam on, on yeah. my computer. And the first one I think, think I want to talk about is the one that I have the least to say about because I found it an hour before we started recording because <laughs> I was I was watching a video essay by uh, Shy Corn. It's called Hotline Miami 3 and Media Literacy. Okay. It's uh, it's a pretty good video. Just yeah. talks about how like the first game is about how, you know, uh, violence is bad and people think it's cool but it's actually bad. And then the second yeah. one is like people didn't get the point of the first one. So let me put <laughs> let me put five people in Hotline Miami 
two called the fans that are just like really irredeemably bad people yeah. and people still didn't get it i don't think even though i think the spoilers i guess for the end of hotline miami 2 the the place you're in gets nuked and everybody dies <laughs> that's the end of the game <laughs> but then there were uh, they had released alongside hotline miami 2 a level editor uh, so you could make your own levels mm. which does feel a bit antithetical to them trying to be like the game's actually about how violence is bad but anyway here's the level editor so you can do whatever you know i don't know <laughs> design the violence now <laughs> do you also want to make some violence yeah pieces? It's, I, I don't know it's a little bit of confusing messaging there but that's fine <laughs> yeah. so people were using those tools to like make entire campaigns of you know their own hotline-esque game and uh one of those creators uh was making hotline miami 3 i think started in 2016 and then dropped it in 2019 due to just like changing the story too many times or something and then you know xyz reason whatever but in that video by shycorn they shout out that that creator is gone on to work on a game called my work is not yet done mm-hmm. which uh like chase i hate <laughs> he said mm, and smiled and you're like yeah i know that one i'm trying so no just i've i've heard that game is really I good i told chase uh, today privately in a dm that i've been, i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to best him at his own game <laughs> coming with with steam demos yeah so i only played like a, a few minutes of it because it was it was uh i had D right before this and then uh so i only had a couple minutes to play but it's very vibey great cool looking pixel mm-hmm. art um there's a moment where you pick up a note and then it like zooms in on the hands opening the note in this pixel art style and it looks beautiful it's it's really really wild so that's that's kind of really all i got it's it's if i were to be uncharitable uh if their previous project uh was a hotline miami ripoff this game seems like it's shaping up to be a signalis ripoff but it's not mm-hmm. I, it's it's not it's not being a ripoff i'm not going i'm not going liza p territory here <laughs> <laughs> games can be you know be their own things judge on their own merits um, but it you you see your license pretty early on and it says like the community of carcosa or something and carcosa is like this thing in robert some robert last names Robert Chambers story called The King in Yellow, which is about this play, I think, that is evil. And if you put the play on, then you like end the world. And that the 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 place in that story is called Carcosa. So like I think we're shaping up to if actually if you ever watch True Detective season one, Carcosa comes up a bunch there because they also use the King in Yellow as uh a base text for that game or for that that season so there you go really excited for the vibes of that one there's no projected release date yet but i believe the demo is split into like four parts i want to play them because it looks pretty it is very cool the art style is so bizarre to witness because it is like like your character is pretty basic not basic but like simplified pixel yeah it's kind of sword and sorcery-esque like yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but other parts of it are like shockingly realistic like it looks like they have overlaid just like a a filter over real video yeah. which is like kind of scary and terrifying yeah it's it's uncanny uh it's the same sort of terrifying grotesqueness that like the ps1 era yes. horror games bring because it's just like this isn't what this is supposed to look like <laughs> at all there's no like art or artistic consistency that that seems intentional yeah. but like there's not consistency in a way that is quite scary actually yeah. girl mode the uh video game podcast was a big fan of this when uh, they had played this oh. i think it was like for the like steam demo fest is that next fest i think is what it's I called i think it's next fest but yes i know what you're talking about they essentially steam drops a bunch of demos all at once they had both been like this game rocks Mm. uh and i've been meaning to check it out so this is my third endorsement of someone saying you should play this there you go looks very cool yeah so that's my work is not yet done another game speaking of ps1 uncanny pixel arty stuff uh, is of love and eternity 
which mm-hmm. is a game by uh, Acorn Bringer. That's the is I think which I think is just one guy named Winston Powell. There's mm-hmm. other people who've worked on it that that did like the music and voiceover and stuff. But I, the studio mm-hmm. itself is just the one guy. It is also a very vibey demo. Uh, I think the whole thing itself is maybe 15 minutes. Um, but it starts mm-hmm. off, and this is not a spoiler because it's immediate, and it's also in the trailer for the game, with yeah. you as a knight like running into this throne room after you hear, I guess, the woman you love screaming, uh, and then you see the king in that room stabbing her, and then she falls, and then you go to go to kill the king, but then you're so overcome by emotion, you drop your sword and like take off your helmet, and you just like hold her as she dies and then the king stabs you in the back and then there's this like really stunning kind of like interstitial scene of like it's kind of like a cosmos background and like you're just kind of floating through that and then you see a pile of bones with a skeleton on top and you zoom into that and then it's like and you wake up as a screaming skeleton in like the afterlife maybe or just like later Mm -hmm. on i don't know if it's if it is an afterlife or what but then this like neato lord of the dead guy um comes up to you and is like hey the guy who killed you is dead now it's been a really long time for you to find your body your girlfriend is here too and then you're like my girlfriend and you get up and then you go and search for your girlfriend and so the whole demo is basically you just like walking through this spooky forest and there are some lights that like show up and then you you follow go toward the lights and you find stuff and it's it's just really really vibey and i'm a big fan of the vibes it's also pretty dark soulsy in the it's actually kind of like alan wakey uh alan wake 2 e mm-hmm. i guess uh where it's like kind of hard to tell your way around this forest but uh i i think i got lucky mostly either that or it's laid out really really well where like i felt like i was guessing but i was actually going the correct way mm-hmm. and uh I, you know you make your way through the forest and you grab a lantern and then you you get some lightning bugs and stuff it's it's very nice and Ooh. uh the the demo ends with you sitting around a fire and then you hear a sound and that's the end of the demo so i'm i'm really curious what gameplay of this is because like mm-hmm. there is a button to attack uh like it was just a punch so far i imagine there's mm-hmm. a point where you get a sword but that wasn't in the demo so i i'm not 100 percent sure what that stuff looks like or if that stuff is really even in the game because the only time i ever used the attack animation was to grab the lantern that nito was trying to give me in the beginning <laughs> So that's that's uh, really all I have to say about Of Love and Eternity. The vibes are great. It looks very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the way that they have done like the textures on the characters' faces. Yeah. Mm. It's like very golden eye sixty four of them to have this mm. like flat texture yeah. of their head. They they have you. There's a part where you like look at your skeleton hands, and the hands are like completely like paper thin. And he like bends his fingers and like turns them over to look at them, and it's like Ooh. they are just like paper thin with like skeleton textures like painted on them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Keep it simple. Very pa- Keep it simple, paper yeah. Mario like. <laughs> yeah, this isn't this is a paper Mario like for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually paper Mario five. <laughs> Another, again, taking another step. <laughs> I'm just like taking a step through graphics, I guess, um, in my in my in my journey here uh, is the demo for the game Crypt Master, which is a game I saw at the Day of the Devs stream before the Game Awards. And it is basically a typing game where you type the words that you want to do. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird to explain because it's like you're you're greeted immediately by the crypt master um who is uh voiced by lee williams who is also the writer of the game this mm. is akupara games paul hart and lee williams are the main two listed and uh the crypt master shows up and basically tells you like and it's just like a head that just pops out of the darkness and it's like hey you're dead you should figure out how to get out of here and i'll i'll like i'll accompany you and so it's kind of it's it's really interesting because it is it is like i said a text-based game so you're like typing in inputs 
and stuff. But the way they have the movement is as if you're playing like an old school text based RPG where you're like, go north Mm -hmm. and then it'll like move you a quadrant north. And so you move in these like uh, stilted kind of like squares of movement. And then when you turn, you know, it's like a, a whole you know, 90 degree turn in the same spot that you were in. So the, the, that is, is I think a very cool thing that they took from the text-based original text-based games, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like black and white, very stylized. Uh, and then, and, and I, I wrote here in my notes, it kind of feels like chase a while ago, you were talking about, you're really curious to see what like the three hour Baldur's gate looks like. Um, mm-hmm. and it kind mm-hmm. of feels like this is an element of that because you can type sure. anything at any time. And most of the words <laughs> yeah. I typed in, the crypt master had a response to what was the craziest thing you wrote okay well the craziest thing i wrote was <laughs> i wrote i wrote poo poo and, <laughs> and wow. typically when you write something you just hear the crypt master's voice and you can do whatever you want but i typed poo poo uh-huh. and he the whole screen went black and it was the crypt master's face and he was basically like i cannot believe you said that like i've seen the dregs <laughs> of humanity and that was the worst thing i've ever read in my life <laughs> It's um, like okay i'm sorry so i assume that would come up no you. matter what cuss i put in but i just put in poo poo mm-hmm. uh he did not like it at all it's not a he's not a poo poo so person funny. he's not a poo poo person i did actually i typed uh p before that just for fun and he mm-hmm. said oh it's a shame you're dead you're never gonna use the privy again uh i thought that one was pretty funny that was a pretty good one yeah, that's good <laughs> but yeah so the gameplay is you're trying to get out of this dungeon basically so you arrive at this like door and you have to type in the names of basically your party members for the door to open and so the the names are on the door so you just type type in the names and then you have this party of four who is i cannot remember their names because they're like jube sin they're just very silly names yeah but then each character you know they show up on the bottom of your screen and each character has below their name which is also how many hit points they have every time you get hit they lose a letter of their name uh, which is fun. It's good. Right below their name is three boxes or like four boxes. And it's up to you to find out what those words are. And then once you find out those words, like the, the warrior, for example, um, I think there's a warrior, like a rogue, a wizard and uh, like a cleric, basically. And the warrior, if you type hit, that's his one attack and he will just like swing. And whenever you type in the attack you want to use, like you type in hit and he goes hit. And then he like swings, you know, a hand just like swings out in the middle of the screen. So that's very fun. So you are like trying to do that with all four of them, um, just like to build up their move set. And there is a, an option in the menu to like see all of the words that you have found for them. And there's like, I don't know, it's got to be like a 12 by 12 grid of words that you could possibly find for each of these characters. And I don't know if every single one of those will have a word in it, but I could see like if the game is big enough, maybe maybe you have that Mm -hmm. many words per character. That seems a little crazy, but you know, who's to say maybe it works. I don't know. But the main way you're gathering letters, you're gathering information to figure out what everybody's attacks are uh, is you find chests so you find a chest and it says open the and then you have to type in the word chest. Uh, it's just silly. And then the crypt master shows up and opens the chest in front of you. But like so you can't see inside the chest and mm-hmm. you basically have to you have five or six prompts that you can give the crypt master before you have to guess what the item is. And so <laughs> one of them. Yeah, one of them was I think I think it was a map. And so like you see that it's like a three letter word up top and then he's like, oh, wow, look at this thing. And then you can tell him like, look, taste touch remember is one of the options and he'll like try and remember a time that he saw this in his life Mm. and based on those clues you then have to guess what the item is and then when you guess the item 
you know, MAP map comes up and then it goes down to all four of the characters if they have those any of those letters in their move. And so then you're, mm. you know, you get a hint that like, you know, the rogue has like stab. And so the third letter A fills out and you're like, oh, sure. OK, okay yeah. cool. So you're finding chests, you're finding boxes, which are, are smaller things, easier to guess. That's pretty much the the gameplay loop. Uh, you find chests, you guess the item, you get letters, you guess the attack. And then, you know, you are there are enemies that you that you face. And the enemies also have names that are like Oz or like APAB or something like they just have silly jumbled letter names. But then when you defeat them, you get to choose one of the letters of their name to to see if any of your characters have that letter in their attacks. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's, it's the, the, the the writing is really good. I had a really good time with the like responsive texts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, I will say my one kind of gripe is like the crypt master talks so slowly (laughs) it makes the game (laughs) not a slog, but like it was, it's had started to get old and I had only played for like a half hour. So I, I'm, I'm curious about, uh, if, if they speed that up a little bit, but otherwise it uh, just a great time. And I, I am looking forward to yeah. the full release. That's so inventive. Yeah. Like I, I've been, been watching clips while you're talking yeah. about this. It's like, I genuinely haven't really seen anything like this before. Yeah. Like it's, it's taking influence. It sounds like from the text-based adventures, but also like the typing of the dead, mm-hmm. like what in the fucking world, how do you do that? <laughs> it's so novel. It's interesting that like it, you could have easily just had the game be the text-based adventure version of this, where you just have to kind of figure out what actions you can have, but it's really cool that they're gamifying, like figuring out what other verbs you can mm-hmm. have in there. Yeah. Because it, I, I feel like text-based adventures, like they are fun, but if you haven't played them before, it is kind of challenging to know, like, what can I even do here? Unless they give you like a, a list of commands or yeah. whatever. It's very cool. The art style is also really neat. Yeah, like, it's really interesting. The I think what they do for like the Crypt Master and the other people who, who have speaking roles is like, it looks like they have their faces like mapped, like they recorded the person saying this and they just like plopped the Crypt Master like face over that person's face. Mm-hmm. So it's animated in a very kind of like uncanny valley but it works kind of way like this is not really what a person looks like when they're speaking but like it's it's unsettling on purpose yeah which which is which is nice i like it is the crypt master a friend or a foe in this game unclear he seems he seems to not be the reason that i'm dead yeah but maybe Uh, he is a bit antagonistic at times i will say just like kind of a force of nature force of nature yeah. yeah i'm wondering if they're doing kind of a similar thing with inscription where it's like you have this person mm. that you're always kind of attached to and it's unclear like whether or not they're totally a good or bad force yeah although i guess in inscription it's pretty clear like you're getting kind of fucked up by this yeah dude. the beginning of that game uh, is like hi you're in my cabin i've kidnapped you <laughs> so. yes yeah not great stuff <laughs> yeah gaming this it looks great it looks looks really cool yeah i'm i'm i think it comes it's supposed to come out this year so i'll probably i'll probably pick that up when it yeah. when it drops and uh who knows maybe i'll come back and talk about it i was just about to say <laughs> uh, episode 210 is uh crypt master aj talking about crypt master yeah. um <laughs> all right i've got two more games here sure one Serum. a little a little indie title called Baldur's gate three uh, mm. from larian studios perhaps you've heard yeah. of them never heard of them never uh, heard of them. <laughs> i'm uh i'm getting back into Baldur's gate for the first time I guess since maybe like the first week of january mm-hmm. i had only started playing it uh like the middle of december because i have an xbox only 
and could only play it when they released it on Xbox, which was right after the Game Awards. So, you know, I started to run. Uh, my partner Tara started to run. She's having a great time. That was really nice to see. There was a moment she had where she like she was picking her meta magic options as the sorcerer mm. she she had decided to roll. And she like realized there was a synergy between like careful spell and thunder wave. Like you can use thunder wave and then use careful spell to not hit your friends. And she she like gasped and then was like, oh, is this how you feel when you played D&D? And I said, yeah. And she said, oh, OK, I get it. Um, so that was a really like locked. That in. was a nice moment for me. That felt great. Mm hmm. But uh, really, I'm bringing up Baldur's Gate because uh, last night I started my Dark Urge run. I I have another playthrough with a war cleric named Valish that I'm having a great time with. But I think that's going to be my like, take my time, do everything, uh, run, do quote unquote, do everything. Yeah. But my Dark Urge run or a dirge, as they have coined it on uh, Into the Aether, (laughs) is I'm trying to play that before I have to edit the Baldur's Gate 3 bonus for Into the Aether. So I at least (laughs) know the whole story and playing Dark Urge seems like, you know, a, a no brainer in that case, because it's like you have your also your own story going on. So I made uh, I made a little green lizard, uh, sorry, dragonborn uh, named Godzilla. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I love Solid. him. He's great. He's a uh, he's uh, he's a bard right now. Uh, I'm going to multi-class him as a swords bard, which I can't remember the name of that college. Is it College of Swords? It might just be College of Swords. And then Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a a thief rogue, probably, uh, which will give Mm -hmm. me a lot of them good bonus actions and sneak attacks and bardic inspirations. It's going to be a good it's going to be a good build. But it's it's fun. I'm not super far in my cleric playthrough, but I'm far enough that I am noticing the differences already with the dark urge stuff because it is like immediate mm. it's like you wake up and you know you're a bad person who has killed people and <laughs> likes killing people it's like oh okay i guess mm-hmm. this is what we're doing damn yeah and uh it's i, I really don't have much more to say uh, outside of that because i only just i just got shadow i you know i got Shadowheart, Asterian, and gale and that's that's as far as i've made it in my run really mm-hmm. but i'm having a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to meeting Withers a second time. It's fun. The the Dark Urge like play genuinely is quite different yeah. than than the base stuff, and in ways that feels a lot more authored than right. the normal mm. playthrough, which is cool. It's like a cool way to re-experience everything because a lot of it is recontextualized. Mm. I feel like I think somebody on Into the Aether, either Stephen or Brendan, had mentioned that like it feels like this may have been the main campaign at some mm. point. Like maybe this was the intended route. Mm. Before they said, like, maybe we take our hands off a little bit more than that. But it certainly feels like that in places because it it feels like there's an arc being set up Hmm. um, that could really bend either direction. But uh, it's been really cool so far. I agree. Yeah. Is this I I've never played any or I haven't played any of the Divinity games, uh, David. Mm. Would you say that the Dark Urge Mm -hmm. is like closer to what you would get out of a Divinity? Like, do they all have altered stories or like each individual person you can choose or like? What is I just really don't know what like the customization yeah. options are for a divinity playthrough. Yeah, good question. So I have not played the Dark Urge in Baldur's Gate 3, so I can't okay. speak directly to that. But in Divinity, definitely you have the ability to create your own character, okay. uh, but that you can't like put a Dark Urge storyline onto a created character mm-hmm. like you can in uh, Baldur's Gate 3, it seems. And then as far as the the named like uh, companion characters that yeah. are in Divinity games, they definitely all have a, a story and story beats, but you don't get to experience all of them like you do in Baldur's Gate because you only get you get to have to like choose like depending on who how many people you're playing with you know two or three of them mm. that you want to kind of have in your party and sometimes the others just die they're just like there and they're just kind 
Hannah on the ground dead because you didn't choose them to be in your party. Oh, I see. Which can sometimes be a little traumatizing um, yeah. if you're going back and playing through and seeing some of the characters you played with your first playthrough now just dead lifeless You've on the ground. Inadvertently sealed their fate, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I always thought that was kind of a strange way to go in the Divinity games mm-hmm. that, that you kind of get locked in pretty hard in the beginning of who you're deciding to, whose stories you're, you're just deciding to see. But the stories are pretty in-depth. I would say that they're more akin to... if They're, they're pretty much uh, on the same depth level as the, the companion characters in Baldur's Gate 3. Wow. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of backstory going on there for sure. A lot of it you don't see either if you're not playing as that person, right? Yeah. When I played Thane, Fane, what mm-hmm. was the... Fane is the skeleton man. <laughs> yes. I, when I played as him like the second time I went through it, I got so much more shit than I had like the first time I rolled just like a custom character or yeah. something mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you play as that character, you get even more than if you create a character and have them as your companion. Right. Yeah. So I think I was Ifen Ben Mezd and then Mallory. Yeah. I think Mallory made her own character, but then her companion was Beast, uh, who is <laughs> the, the salty dwarf uh, mm-hmm. in that game. Wow. So yeah, there's definitely some good character story arcs to be had in the divinity games too if that's something that you're into yeah Mm -hmm. i think i mean i'm gonna try and blast through this dark urge playthrough just so i can finish it in like you know two months or whatever Mm -hmm. but i think in general this is going to be a game that i'm just going to be playing on and off for the next three years you know yeah. um yeah yeah because like i i david i think in the last episode you said something about like it's it's time for me to pick my long game of the year that i'm gonna just like play forever Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, you know, obviously Elden Ring was the game a couple of years ago and like I played that for months and then took a couple months off and then finished it in December of, of that, you know, of 2022. But I don't even I, I think Baldur's Gate is just going to be like for me, it's going to be like faster than light, like FTL. Like I'm just going to pop back mm. in, play for several hours <laughs> yeah. and then like not play it again for another couple of weeks or something make some weird character see what it does yeah make another yeah yeah, exactly yeah go make a character just like pick all the shitty options like not free Mm -hmm. shadow heart in the beginning which uh actually for the record uh godzilla so when you go to free shadow heart (laughs) yeah jump scare yeah jump scares godzilla i i tried to make i tried to make him as close to the godzilla green as i could i gave him flaming blue like light blue eyes so his eyes are like always glowing oh he's actually a golden dragonborn that i made green because the golden dragonborn get lightning breath which is nice. looks like Godzilla's like laser beam breath. Uh-huh. And then yeah. I, he, it really stinks. This, this part really uh, stung because Godzilla's head is like pretty normal. Like it's just like a bald head that just kind of like goes back like a regular lizard. But the dragon mm-hmm. have such cool options for like horns and stuff. It really pained yeah. me to not yeah. be able to, not be able to do that because i'm i'm cosplaying godzilla yeah Yeah. gotta do the boring head gotta do the boring head because i gotta be accurate yeah Mm -hmm. but anyway so you get the the tablet to like open shadow hearts thing pod Pod, thank you to free her and it's it's a you know it's the first time that the tad like it lets you roll an an illithid roll and so they make the dc two so you like can't Mm -hmm. fail and i said and i don't (laughs) I didn't have any modifiers on my intelligence because I'm a bard. So I just, you know, uh, uh, intelligence is just, you know, plus zero. And I rolled a one. <laughs> so I Great. couldn't. I was then Godzilla was then locked out from trying to open the pot again. I couldn't do it. So I had to I had to have Lazel do it, who rolled a dirty 20, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm, yeah. But uh, I part of me was like, do I just leave Shadowheart and does she die? Like, is she dead now? I don't know. And I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So that was immediately almost 
uh, had to restart a run, which I just thought was very funny. I didn't cut off Gail's arm, I guess, is, is where I'm at in, in nice. my Dark Urge run. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, sorry for that spoiler. It happens immediately. So, yeah, it happens immediately. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like the option is like, <laughs> I could try and cut this arm off. Like, it's not like it's not like a vague thing. It's like this is what uh-huh. the, yeah. the option is right there. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so that's Baldur's Gate 3. And then finally mm-hmm. today, the game my final game that I'm bringing is a game that I streamed last week uh, called Disco mm. Elysium. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Have either of you played this game? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you talk about it on the show? I think I don't think I was listening when you played this game. Briefly? I don't know. It, it might have been really early. It on. came out in 2019 and then was the, the definitive or final cut edition came out in 2021. I'm so. pretty sure I mentioned it maybe a couple times, but not too much. Yeah. Go to podtimism.com and see if we talk. Yeah, about I guess I could have just checked, right? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah, we played it on episode 86, 85, 65, 64 and episode two. Wow. As well. Ooh, wow. Damn. Really yeah. running the gauntlet. Yes. Yeah, so that must have been like right before I started listening. I think I started listening mm-hmm. around like 80 something, 90 something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. The old days. <laughs> so play the hits. Okay. Yeah, the hits. This game by Zaum. I think I don't really know exactly how you say it. Z-A slash U-M. I yeah. always said it as Zaum. Which I feel like I would be remiss if I did not bring up the like terrible treatment of the founders of Zotum oh, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. They were just unceremoni- yeah. and unceremoniously ousted from mm. the company. The four, I believe, founding members. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Yeah, just just the randomly at the saga. beginning of October in 2022. Martin Luiga, Alexander Kurvitz, uh, Robert Rostov, and Helen Hindpair uh, uh-huh. just... <laughs> They had, quote, involuntarily left. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, very fraught in terms of like what it means for me to be telling you that this game is good in 2024. Uh huh. Sure. So I I don't know. I bought it a while ago and I just have had it Mm -hmm. sitting on my desktop. So, you know, anyway, there's a thing going on, not going on, but uh, Brendan and Stephen on Into the Aether had coined 2024 in their first uh, episode of the year, uh, the year of second chances. Mm. And so kind of my MO this year is to kind of try and embody that and play a bunch of games that I either bought a long time ago and never played or like played for a little bit and bounced off of for whatever reason. Like I, I got distracted with something mm. else or like horizon forbidden West is on that list. Um, mm. because like Elden yep. ring, Elden ring came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, sure uh, Sorry, Aloy. Yeah, so so this was this was one of the games on the list, and um, I I forgot that when it first came out, I had people frantically texting me like, "You must play this game, AJ. Like this is a video <laughs> game made for you." And I had forgotten that until I started the game and saw saw a, a dice everything. roll. I, I saw everything. Yeah, the vibes, everything. But you immediately yeah. like there's there there are dice rolls and there are stats, and you know I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love tabletop role playing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love Citizen Sleep. And uh, I, I hate cops. That's like it's like a perfect. <laughs> that's, that's Disco Elysium, baby. <laughs> that's Disco Elysium. Um, I'm only a few hours in, and yeah, I think it's one of those games that I'm having such a great experience with that I am completely incoherent about it. Like mm. all I just want to say is like the mm-hmm. game is good. The game is so good. I'm it's having so, so much yeah. fun playing the game. <laughs> yeah. But I think like the writing is incredible. The voice acting is unbelievable. Um, the like, narrator yeah. slash various parts of your psyche is just incredible. I, I am very, I'm looking very much forward to getting to know Kim Kitsuragi a bit more uh, because as mm. soon as I mm-hmm. came across him on the stream, everybody in chat just wrote some variation of Kim in all caps, um, which yeah. was very funny considering uh, Kim co-host of a- asynchronous was also in the chat. She said, I feel like I have mm-hmm. a lot of, I have feel like I have a lot to live up to this Kim I've never met. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, the game is really good and I'm really looking forward. I didn't know 
that it was like a mystery heist game or whatever. Like I knew that you played mm. a kind of like bumbling detective, but I didn't realize you were like actually working a case. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's yeah. very mm-hmm. fun for me as well. But uh, yeah, I think also just like shout out to uh, Noah from press start uh, who had brought up that he wanted to play disco Elysium again this year. And I said, you know what? I'll do that too. Um, yeah. Damn. Man. It's a really good video game. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it it's too. A- I never beat that one. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. It's an exceptional video game just like through and through. I feel like a lot of games purport to engage with philosophy and I feel like very few Mm. of them hit that mark actually. And I feel like (laughs) disco gets as close as I've seen to being like, this is actually doing something here. Mm. Yeah. In in more ways than one, but I think just the, the way that they allow you to engage with your like wayward thoughts every (laughs) now and then is so interesting. Yeah how it makes you kind of come to conclusions along with your character because he's suffering like intense amnesia. He wakes up at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like he remembers almost nothing about like, what does a bird look like? You know, like it Mm -hmm. is very baseline stuff. And I, I, the first time I played it too, it was almost overwhelming for me because I was like kind of expecting like just a a regular CRPG and like the game, the first hour is just you being like, what is like a body? Yeah. What is my, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are hands and my face and, my other and shoe, stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. So like all, all of that is really good if you know what you're getting into. But the first time I was like, this is a lot. And I don't yeah. know if I'm like honestly big brained enough to do it, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I also think that the, I, I was really worried playing it that I would like fuck it up somehow mm. or that like I wouldn't play it correctly or something yeah. like Again, that's really not the the right way to come at this because there isn't a correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think playing to like whatever you think is fun or whatever like your character is kind of tailored towards yeah. is like it's it's always pretty cool to check out like what goes on. Yeah, I was really surprised by the amount of role playing that I found myself doing. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. amount of crafting of this character and his personality and like his his thoughts obviously because you're in his head like i just from everything i had seen over the last however many years i guess five years since it came out i was like oh he kind of plays like a cheeky like no nonsense kind of cop guy and if you ask him if he lost his Mm -hmm. memory he'd be like no i totally have my memories but like you can play as that guy but you can also play as the guy who's like yeah i i lost my whole memory i have no idea what's going on (laughs) i have i'm so lost Mm -hmm. and you can also play as the guy who's like afraid that he lost his memories you know like there are so many Mm -hmm. avenues that you can go down with this character that it's just like honestly kind of unbelievable in terms of just like the feat of how much writing had to go into this game it's bananas yeah it's 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 really wild and it's all really well done and uh, i i am looking forward to playing more of it it's fun because i feel like a lot of rpgs or crpgs or even just role-playing games in general Mm -hmm. all of the actions or the role-playing is exterior focused like the way that you engage with Mm -hmm. the mechanics is outward whereas disco elysium's like we do do that but also it's inward too Mm -hmm. like did you roll good enough to remember what your like name is you know yeah or anything like that or just like did you roll good enough to not have the intrusive thought that like i have to do karaoke right now like i that is the thing that i must do you have to smoke Mm -hmm. a cigarette like you have to find a pack of cigs yeah it's just so inventive and so novel Mm -hmm. i always love a good history role in D &D to be like what do you know yeah Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this game is like what if that was like kind of the whole thing yeah it is the whole thing it's all it's all skill uh stat check Mm -hmm. it's all stat check Mm -hmm. and it's all fun and games until you get demoralized by a bunch of kids and you and you die <laughs> oh god yes. i haven't gotten there yet jesus 
All right. It's right around the corner. No, it's right oh, it's the corner. I, I said I didn't like the I said I didn't like the kid throwing the rocks. And you said you're about to like yep. him way less. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So that's why I was laughing when Chase said, yeah, there's not really a wrong way to play. I'm like, I kind of I kind of found the wrong way to play. I found the wrong way. I think there are ways that will kill you for sure. <laughs> but oftentimes those ways that are like ridiculous, I find very fun yeah. because it's like a kid insulted me so hard. I just died. Like that's, <laughs> On the that's spot. pretty good. I like that. Yeah, that's so good. The only real pain is like if you haven't saved in a little while and you have to go back mm. very far. Mm-hmm. But I, you, I feel like I can't remember this for sure. I don't know if it does this, but I feel like the autosave wasn't too bad, but I could be wrong yeah. about that. Yeah. Not sure. I don't remember. It autosaved a few times while I was playing after like, like after I met Kim and then after I did the call, like I called everybody in the car, like it autosaved after mm-hmm. that stuff. So I guess it depends like what was the last big thing you did. Yeah. Where, that where could be auto-save? a save. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm looking forward to playing more of it. And uh, I guess uh, the last thing I'll say is I, the, the only other game I've really played like this is Citizen Sleeper. And mm-hmm. I think the parallels are like super obvious. Uh, Citizen Sleeper, I think, is even more upfront with the fact that you're rolling dice because it'll 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 give you like depending on your your rate of six. It's not success or fail. There are like tiers to your success or failure in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can do things to affect your dice rolls more than I think just like making your stats better like you can in Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to like not to just switch switch to talking about Citizen Sleeper, but like talking about having these kind of internal moments, there's like stuff that you can do in Citizen Sleeper where it's just like I'm going to feed the cat that like lives outside my apartment and like there is Mm -hmm. no mechanical benefit to that i fed that cat like (laughs) 500 times in my playthrough of citizen sleeper and nothing ever happens you just like you have to actually spend money and resources to feed the cat and you don't Mm -hmm. but there is no like mechanical benefit to that that is just like how you are role playing that character like oh well yeah i gotta spend the five gold today to to feed the cat like that's just part of my my being and so i'm really excited to see more of that stuff in disco elysium of like how can i make this person and not me, but like a, a character that I am playing as. Very excited about it. So, Disco Elysium, totally. good video game. It's a very good, good game. video game. Chase, what have you been playing this week? Gaming. I've been playing a lot of things. Uh, I'm going to talk about one game, though. Whoa. Because like wow. the other one I've been playing is Yakuza Infinite Wealth or sorry, like a dragon Infinite Wealth. Yeah, and uh-huh. like the game is phenomenal, but like I don't have the time to get into like <laughs> what does masculinity mean? You know, like it's it's That's a, a whole lot. episode so almost, on its own. <laughs> yeah, I need to save that one. But uh in in preparation for us talking about uh home safety hotline, yeah. the, the main thing today, I was poking around like what eve like is there a genre associated with this mm-hmm. game at all? Because like I'm I'm a big fan of like the kind of lo-fi horror stuff and like this mm-hmm. doesn't really slot into that category, home home safety hotline. Yeah. Because like it, it, it is lo-fi, but in a very different sense. Yeah. And so I was like, what is there anything else even close to this? I had heard of like Hypnospace Outlaw, which is like kind of another like desktop simulator similar to that yeah. game. But mm-hmm. uh, something people kept bringing up was this this thing called analog horror. Yes. And I'm still a little fuzzy on what exactly that means. I think like the Internet is also a little fuzzy about what that means. Totally. But it's like I, I think there is some interaction that is analog in nature and yeah. in, in the game, mm. like some kind of simplified interaction in the video game. I also suspect that this is like kind of an intentionally fuzzy description of a genre mm-hmm. but so, so in that search uh, a game that kept coming up that people were kept talking about was this game called Iron Lung mm-hmm. for for the PC uh, and so I played through Iron Lung it's very short you can beat it in like 70 minutes 
minutes or so. Mm-hmm. It is spooky this time. <laughs> um, so this is made by this dude uh, named David Simansky. I think is how you say it. Sure. He also made Dusk, which is like another mm. uh, kind of throwback shooter. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's in the boomer shooter uh, genre. Um, okay. Like, <laughs> Old shooter? Like, yeah. Like, like boomers? Like, yeah. Like do, do boomers like doom and stuff. Interesting. Gotcha. So like somebody who's like kind of established in the games industry, but he's made this game and I, I think it was intentionally kind of like a small project that he made. But the setup of it is that just mechanically what you're doing is that you get put in this tiny little submarine and you have five ways of interacting with the outside world. You can turn your ship left, you can turn your ship right, uh, and you can go forward, backward, or you can take a picture of what's right outside your submarine. Already, <laughs> I'm spooked. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. Submarines because, are scary. Uh-huh. Submarines are scary. There's no windows. You can't see what's outside. Yeah. Mm. So the only way that you get to interact with this game, like outside of the submarine, is you click a button and then a few seconds later, <laughs> something will show up on this very grainy screen Jesus. that says like, this is what we see outside. <laughs> I feel like the depths scare you, Chase. You oh, oftentimes man. are like playing games where you're out in the ocean mm-hmm. plunging the depths and it's very terrifying mm-hmm. for you. It's the same fear that i get from subnautica where i'm just Mm -hmm. like i'm down here man i'm hanging out in in the bottom of the ocean it's very scary for me yeah yeah It, it does great work with like audio cues where like something's out there just something big and lumbering and just like deep sounds of the ocean so that's sort of the mechanical thing uh it gives you this like text dump in the beginning of the game of like what's going on lore wise which i was not expecting but let me read you just the summary of of what's going on in this game from wikipedia because it's just bananas uh wiki had said in a future where humanity has colonized space an event known as the quiet rapture causes all stars and habitable planets in the universe to inexplicably disappear (laughs) leaving only individuals aboard space stations or starships alive. To secure the survival of humanity, the Consolidation of Iron, COI, launches an expedition at AT-5, a desolate moon that has recently formed an expansive ocean of human blood, believed to hold vital resources desperately required to sustain human life. The player character is a convict sent to navigate the trenches of the blood ocean in a small submarine officially known as SM-13, nicknamed the Iron Lung to verify the existence of resources due to the pressure and depth of the ocean the main hatch is welded shut uh the forward viewport has been encased in metal and communications are lost shortly after submerging so this Lordy. is an 80s metal Lordy. band it's very yeah like some of the lore <laughs> building is 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 very 80s yeah. cover of an iron maiden right. uh, album <laughs> jesus or maybe yeah. judas priest or ocean something of blood. yeah the ocean My of blood iron yeah. This is a Slayer album. Let me be clear. <laughs> I just realized it uh, a little bit too late. But all of that is, is the case. There's like a very quick setup where you're getting some kind of like radio feed from somebody being like, okay, you just got to hit all the markers and go take pictures. And then it kind of breaks up. And the way that the actual like mechanics or the, the objective of the game is that if you hit tab, you can pull up this like map. The map is on a grid where there's like coordinates for where you can go. Essentially, it has like little outlines of of this like trench that you're in. Mm -hmm. And there are these little markers on the map 
that you're supposed to get to and take a picture. The the markers all have like coordinates on them and your your submarine has like little readouts saying like we are at height 300 and uh, vert or horizontal, you know, 200 or something. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a graph, right? Like you're traversing a graph. That is that is what this game is because you can like point your ship in any direction, move it forward, move it backwards. And then once you get there, it has like an angle that you're supposed to take a picture at. In the beginning, it is like that you, you will arrive at whatever location it has designated and you'll take a picture and it's just this grainy picture of what look like weird little like white objects coming out of the ground, like big worms or something, but they're not moving. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, again, the game is just you going from one point to another to take pictures of these things. And like, I would say increasingly fucked up shit continues to happen (laughs) down there. Also, like if you hit a wall, the game just like immediately ends. So you do have Mm. to be conscious of like... Brutal. Like, am, am I going to hit a wall if I go this way? Right. So, uh-huh. so you have to be kind of careful of like open up the map, check where you are, because there's no like it doesn't show you here's exactly where you are. You just have to look at the coordinates and be like, OK, I think I'm about here. And then I would huh. need to go this far over to go up to this spot Oof. or whatever. All by radar. Pretty much. Yeah. I Like, honestly, that is a very cool part of this game that I was That's not cool. expecting to enjoy is just like having to navigate correctly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, it sounds like that could be that could wind up being a slog. It, it, it was uh, only at the very beginning when I was trying to figure out like how to do it. But after that, I was like, oh, I think I got this. And there's a couple of places where they have you go through very narrow hallways Mm. where like you don't have a lot of clearance to get around, but there's like a little radar, of course, and it will like ping little dots whenever you get close to a wall. So uh, if you're getting way too close, it'll essentially, you know, start beeping really quickly. And so once you enter into like one of these little narrow hallways, it's beeping on both sides and you kind of have to be like, all right, am I too close over there? Too close over the ear? Which is all very fun. Anyway, I loved this game. This was very exciting and fun. It is mostly 60 minutes of tension building and then one very scary thing that happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, as as the best horror is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, I think the whole time, like it's all just getting a little bit worse at every, every moment because like there's an oxygen meter that's slowly depleting. And I it, like, so far as I can tell, I think that it just depletes whenever you get to a certain part of the game. Mm. So that it's supposed to be like by the time you're at the end, like your oxygen is running low. And but there are a couple of places where like, you know, your radar will suddenly beep really quickly and then it will slow down a little bit. So like something is out there. Right. There are a couple of incredibly terrifying moments with the the camera, of course. Right. Some some stuff going on there of one of the best moments for me at least, was I had taken a picture of a thing that I think it wanted me to take a picture of. Mm. And I was like, oh God, is there something in the background? Oh my God. Is there like a creature looking at me? And so I go back and take a picture again, like a little bit closer and it's just totally gone. I'm like, oh no, no, dude, this sucks. (laughs) Um, And the way the game ends is phenomenal. It's just, it's super fun and like so scary. I kept like, whenever I took a picture, I would like stand to the side of the screen so it couldn't jump scare me that badly. (laughs) I couldn't see it right in front of me. Yeah, dude. You can't get me in the corner. That's yeah, the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm safe over here. They, they recently updated TikToks <laughs> to TikTok. So when you open comments, it used yes. to, sh- it, the comment section used to go over top of most of the video. And so you could kind of hide. I don't know if you're getting horror stuff on your TikTok. I am. You could hide <laughs> in the comments, 
but now when you hit mm-hmm. it, the whole video just gets small up top. So it makes the yep. video smaller, but you still can see the whole thing. And yeah. That's scary. I don't like it. <laughs> There's no safety. There's anymore. no safety. So yeah, I, I thought this game was super duper fun. It is like if, if this game was 10 hours, maybe it's not as good, but I think for what it's doing, it's just, it's so cool and fun. Mm-hmm. I love to be scared in a game. And as I've said a couple of times on here, like I think that horror games tend to get less scary the longer you play them. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Resident Evil is always so smart to do the magic trick where after you beat it one time, they're like, okay, but what if we just turned this into like an arcade game now where you're just like trying yes. to beat it very quickly? Cause it's not that scary anymore. The second time you're like, I know all of uh, the, the, the big bad boys who are going to try and come and get me. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad for a game to be one hour and to just be so scary and building to such a scary thing. It's it's great. It's really fun. I don't want to ruin what the last thing that happens is, but uh, sure did scare me, which was very fun. Yeah. So anyway, video games, video games. This is all going to bring me to my optimistic thing of the week, mm-hmm. y'all, which is computer sounds in a computer game on the computer. Wow. <laughs> wow. I like it. <laughs> I like it when I'm I playing like a video games. Yeah. I like the beeps and boops. I like it in a video game. They have a sound in the video game for my mouse clicking. And oh, so I yeah. can hear that. Or like whenever I type on my actual keyboard and then it's like like a big mechanical Mm -hmm. keyboard sound comes out of the video game. Mm -hmm. Very good. Or like just a a fake computer startup sound in in a game. All very great. Love all that stuff. It's very good. The sound effects of Ding Boys. Pretty much, yeah. Like just make make me feel good auditorily, you know? Yeah. That's that's my thing. That's my optimistic thing of the week. How about reverse order? I was about to say, let's AJ, do this in reverse. Do you have something you feeling your sense of optimism this week? Yeah, my the thing feeling my sense of optimism this week is an overlay on your screen on your, when yeah. you're playing a game. Home Safety Hotline has a great CRT mm-hmm. overlay. Yes. But yeah. uh, also my work is not yet done and of love and eternity have these great. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like there's pixels set like every, you know. 10 spaces or whatever there's like another pixel that's a little lighter and they do that in sequence down the screen and they like move that dot a little to the right on the next line and then down and move that line a little to the right in the next line and so like there's constantly no matter how you're moving there's always these like brighter spots all over the screen that are always in the same spot and it was just like really really striking uh specifically in of love and of love and eternity and i just thought that was really nice and i love when a game is like hey your computer screen's not just a computer screen anymore mm. oh and also when you open my work is not yet done it like opens kind of this like ms dos uh like loading screen and as it's Very loading good. you can see like fingerprint smudges on the screen of the game mm. um nice. yeah. which was also a, a great overlay so that's my optimistic thing of the week David, what is yours? My optimistic thing of this week is are I guess I should say mm. music and rhythm games. Ooh, yeah, hell yeah, love they're them. Good. They're so good. Trombone Champ really just rekindled my my love for these types of games. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're always just such a joy when they hit. They can be there can be some real stinkers in there. Don't get oh, me wrong, yeah. mm-hmm. but man, when when you get a good one that is hitting the the interplay between what you hear and how you press the buttons and interact with the notes and making the music mm. just in the right way uh, and gives you a different way of playing it like using the the joy cons to 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 toot a trombone 
on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, it's just such an enjoyable experience. It really is. It, there's nothing quite like it. Because, man, yeah, you could you could go and play the trombone, but, man, that's going to be a lot harder than just doing some, some trombone <laughs> champ. That's for sure. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, it's just, it's just so much fun uh, to mess around in those games and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of grew up in, like, the the golden age of oh yeah rhythm games oh, yeah. too yeah guitar there's, guitar hero rock band yeah i was gonna say there's not gonna be many parents who will like buy their kids plastic accessory like additional accessories but i feel like we're actually mm-hmm. the generation that would be most likely to buy our children a plastic guitar mm-hmm. like you need to understand how i felt in 2005 <laughs> like you need to get it ea is feverishly taking notes right now at this podcast <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah like what do they say (laughs) write it down i'm sure there will be like a midlife crisis resurgence and like the kids who are 20 years younger than us will be like oh dude dad bought a fucking rock band uh drum set you know he's really going through it right now the other boomers had corvettes we have rock band band drums yeah exactly Oh my god. This is real music, son. <laughs> this is how we did it back in my day, kids. Yeah. It's in Fortnite now, so maybe maybe they'll be into it too. Yeah. Fans in Fortnite? Oh yeah. yeah. Harmonics like added rock band mode to Fortnite essentially. Yeah. What does that even mean? You can play it, fucking you can rock just play, band yeah. in Fortnite. Fortnite isn't <laughs> just is not just shooting anymore, David. It's a, it's menus now too. You can you can yeah. run your character. Fortnite has really menu. evolved into something terrifying to me yes. as an as an elder gamer at yeah. this point. Like I don't, it kind of scares me to go back into it and just sift through what it is. It's uh, it is frightening. But it's got it's got rock band. It's got David. rock band. It's, it's got Rocket League. Oh my God! What? <laughs> yeah. Goku is playing Rocket League while about banging the drums. Pretty much. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Buff Peter Griffin is is singing Buff the killers. Peter. Is paying two ninety nine like, per track. <laughs> and as of this week, so is Solid Snake and Ride yes. as well. Yes. Why not? Why not, man? I'm still confused. How does this work? Do they do they is it just like a rhythm game? Like you just press buttons at that point, or do they actually I have to use so. like okay, okay. I, I think that harmonics is trying to work on a way to get the, your controllers to like work though with Whoa. new systems. Mm. But yeah, I think it's just a like you press buttons. Yeah, but I it did, has the yeah. sort of like sliding guitar scale wow. and shit like that. What yeah. a world! The children yearn for guitar here, David. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Well, hey, do you all want to move on to our main thing? Let's do it, cool. please. I was trying to think of like some way to be like I would spooky love to, but there's not. There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that counts. That's something. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Here comes the main thing. There you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Good Games. It's a segment where we talk about the okayest games of yesteryear and gush all the things that we like about them. That's normally the segment. None of those things (laughs) appear today. Um, (laughs) It is not the okayest game. This is a very good game. Mm And of yesteryear, no, this came out very recently. Yeah, of so two none, weeks none of ago. that shit applies. <laughs> yeah, we just. Pl- can you even call this good games then? No, this is a different thing. Welcome to games. This is a hot new new. This new-new. is a fresh hot new new. Hot new new. We're talking about Home Safety Hotline, as you may have noticed from the title of this episode. Whoa. Mm-hmm. AJ, I had heard of this game from you, from yeah. your stream. Actually, that was the first time I had seen anything about cool. This. I love knowing about games before Chase does. <laughs> <laughs> it is a strong flex. Uh, this was also a game, another game um, similar to Cryptmaster that I saw at the uh, Day of the Devs stream before the Game Awards. 
it was a trailer for a uh, like Chase had described Iron Lung and a quote analog horror game uh, mm-hmm. where you basically uh, work in a call center and people are calling in saying stuff like my kitchen is really clean every morning and I don't know why. Um, mm. And then you have to tell them things like, oh, well, you should leave a bowl of cream out. So that way mm. the, the thing that's cleaning your kitchen doesn't get upset and transform into a monster. Mm. And uh, you do all this in, in a, well, I guess I'm, I'm describing more of the game. I'm, I'm stealing your, your thunder here. That's, Go that's totally okay. okay. This is great. All right. The, so you, you do that via an interface uh, that looks very similar to Microsoft Windows 98. And mm-hmm. uh, basically just scrolling through entries of different types of creatures. And then those creatures have what they do, how to get rid of them, and then what you should do if they are in your mm-hmm. house. And <laughs> the things you should do range from either it's fine. Just make sure you like don't leave out any dirt or hair or, or, or like leave out <laughs> some extra hair clippings for them to eat and it'll, it'll be fine. Or <laughs> or uh, you need to leave right now. I'm sorry. Your house is done for. Yeah, it's over. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's it's over. See ya. Get your will in order. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's I mean that's that's basically the game. It, it takes you through seven yeah. days of work. Uh, you start off as like a brand new employee, and then you end by getting a promotion. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Maybe. maybe. Well, Depends. yeah, maybe. I guess uh, they actually. So, uh, in, in I play this game the day after it came out. I think, mm-hmm. and since then there has been an update pushed and like at the end of every day you would get an accuracy rating of like how accurate you were in helping people diagnose these problems because really you're just going off of what these kind of sometimes frantic people are telling you about like what's going on in their house and you kind of have to put together the Mm -hmm. pieces based on what they're saying and the entries that you are reading and you have no idea whether you got that stuff right or wrong really until maybe they call back and we're like your advice stinks and at the end of the day it's like (laughs) hey you got a 75 percent accuracy rating today and you don't Uh really you know you you can't really keep track of that stuff during the day but they pushed an update that you can now turn that on and your accuracy will update live as you're going through a day Hmm. Um, so you'll know immediately whether you got something right or wrong um, which I don't know whether I like that more or less than not a hundred percent knowing. Mm-hmm, sure. But I think if you're trying to do like a 100% run, it would be helpful yeah. to know if you failed and then you could just restart immediately. I don't know. It sure. takes the yeah. cosplaying aspect out of it a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, Cause it, it is like Chase was saying, like it has the click sounds of your mouse and it has like keyboard sounds and like just the sounds of, of as if you're using a computer mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there is, there is a lot to be said, I think for really just immersing yourself in that world. I think uh, me streaming it helped a little bit because I had the microphone in front of my face. And so I would get a call and then there were some calls where I would like just respond to the person as if like, all right, Rob, we'll help you out in a sec. Just let me put you on a real quick hold and I'll get you the information you need. Thank you. And that was always, that (laughs) was really fun fun to do Um, (laughs) a couple of times. But yeah, I think that's basically it, right? I think uh, the, the, the company you're working for is the home safety hotline and you immediately Mm -hmm. start the game with two emails. And the first one Mm -hmm. is like, Hey, welcome to your new job. And the second one is for some reason, there's been an issue on our back end. Everybody has videos that have popped up on their desktop. Do not open them. (laughs) Uh, And then, Mm -hmm. you know, if you open them, they're just like weird kind of infomercials that are like kind of unsettling. And that is kind of like the origins of this quote unquote analog horror like Chase was talking about for Iron Lung. I do think it's worth pointing out if you're trying to like seek out analog horror, there's um, at least one that I know about uh, and that the uh, the main dev Nick lives uh, or maybe Nick lives, not hundred percent sure L I V E S mm-hmm. calls out uh, called local 58, which is basically mm-hmm. like, it's just a bunch of YouTube videos of like 
local news broadcasts, quote unquote. But there's always something kind of off about it. Uh, And that's kind (laughs) of the vibe of analog horror is like it is it is the world, but there's something a little bit off about it. And also it Mm. sounds like it's coming off a tape. (laughs) That's like, that's what makes it the analog is that it sounds like it's on a tape. I do think the genre is a, is a lot more solidified when it comes to like video content. Totally. Mm. And like, I think it's also really good for video. I think it's a very cool form of like, Mm. Not movies, but like kind of short films yeah. or short experiences via sure. video. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, the the idea of like you have tuned into like some fucked up broadcast or you have found a very old cursed VHS mm-hmm. is, I don't know, there's something tangible about that of like, yeah, like, I don't know, I went to the dollar store and picked up this VHS yeah. and this was what, what was on it or something. Yeah, it's kind of like if you were to give Ben Drowned a genre, like the, the Majora's yes. Mask yeah. creepypasta, mm-hmm. like if that was to be assigned mm-hmm. a genre, uh, it would be analog horror just because of the nature of sure. the N64 cart. Yeah, totally. Or even like, what would that Blair Witch in a yeah. way? Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah, kind of found footage stuff. At least, mm-hmm. at least like the lead up to Blair Witch, like when it came out, like yeah. people, mm-hmm. you know, putting those signs the viral up marketing, the viral mm-hmm. marketing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Can I uh, just quickly supplement a few hot, hot stats about your very good explanation? Were you going to say hot facts? It's not like you were going to say hot, hot facts. That's, <laughs> that's in, what we do that's for in, a hot noon. That's what we do for a That's a new segment that we came up uh, only for guest spots. Hot facts. Hot stats. <laughs> Hot stats are something David and I can really only do when it's just the two of us. <laughs> You're going to be making some new stingers for this episode, Chase. <laughs> Hot facts. Hot facts. Mm. Hot facts. So intellectual. Ow. Hot facts. I, yeah, I can, I can do something with that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, just real quick, just to kind of like give a little background about like this game's facts. Uh, this uh, was made by Night Signal Entertainment. So far as I can tell, this is their only game, or at least under that uh, name, mm-hmm. that, that is, this is their only game. As suggested, it came out January 16th, 2024, just like a couple weeks ago. Wow. Not, long. not long. As you might guess, there's not a lot of reviews of this game <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because it is so new and still fairly indie. I, I tried to see if our friends at Joe Video had any reviews. They did not. However, Rock Paper Shotgun came through. Hmm. Uh, with their review, which I have taken and ran it through Google Translate a number of times to mangle it up and give us an artist interpretation of that review, which I will now read for you now. (laughs) But the unsolved mystery is like any other unsolved mystery in this world. Home Safety Hotline Mm. is exactly the idea of a Daniel Mullins game where he starts off as one thing and then he does another. Home Safe Place is so well thought out and beautifully packaged that nothing has changed from start to finish. Please watch the ending. It's interesting. Um, And they didn't give that a review score because it's a rock, paper, shotgun. So you got to go. You really got to feel what they're saying there. I mean, the ending is interesting. I will say it that. It is interesting. They're not wrong. Yeah. Absolutely not wrong. I do appreciate the <laughs> that the Daniel Mullins shout out still made it through. Uh, Daniel Mullins, yeah. creator of Pony Island and Inscription. <laughs> yes. There you go. It is unmangleable, that, that, that man's yeah. name. The power of Daniel. <laughs> That's just the Pacino talking all of us. So. <laughs> Dan Pacino. It's just a little Chino Daniel coming Pacino. out. <laughs> Daniel Pacino. Hi, I'm Daniel Pacino. I love games. <laughs> I love gaming. I'm on my dad's podcast. <laughs> oh, it's his son. Whoa. This is a father-son podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. great. The world needs more of those. Wholesome. Yeah. Hey, this game. Mm-hmm. What do we think about this one? Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> yes. Good. I yes. enjoyed this game. I'd actually love to hear uh where you're at with it, David, because I obviously AJ, you were like talking about it when uh-huh. you were playing yeah. it. Uh I, I have also felt things about it, but 
David, you're the most in the dark right now. Yeah, I had no idea what this game was uh, yeah. when I downloaded it. And it's, a, for, for me, a wholly new experience. Sure. Not really played anything quite like this before. It's an interesting kind of like word puzzle game in a way. It, uh-huh. it Right? It's Because it's trying to, you know, obfuscate some of the facts. It's giving you some of the information. And then you have to sift through and find kind of where the keywords that they really are caring about are in your, your, your list of different creatures that you can choose mm. from uh, to give them the advice of, you know, is this a false artifact? Uh, do you need to put it outside? Is it a boggart? Do you need to leave your home immediately? <laughs> yes. Right? Is it Dorot? Are you just completely effed uh, <laughs> and just done for? So I, I do enjoy that, uh, that aspect of the game. And I do like that it started off with just like mice, termites. Yes. It's so funny the way that it builds like that. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. there was the one, there was house flies that was like, also are a harbinger of death. Yeah, the house right? flies. Yeah. I think the house flies is a perfect entry to like really encapsulate uh-huh. the whole game because it's like it is just like it tells you what a house fly is and then tells you uh-huh. like yeah, it's a harbinger of death. It flies around people who are going to die soon. It's like wait, exactly. a minute, wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like if you were kind of weirded out at first, yeah, this is really going to be that type of game. Also yeah. the <laughs> the infomercial, the first one you get, where it's like, oh, we help with things like house fires, termites, metamorphosis. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, uh, what? Hey, wait a minute. Excuse me? <laughs> Something's not right here. So I, I do, I think they do a great job of feeding you the, the spooky, weird things slowly. Yeah. And not making it, like not hitting you over the head with it either, which is which is, I think, important for a game like this, where part mm. of the, I think, the fun of it is seeing what new creatures you're going to unlock yeah. on the next day of like, okay, I got, I'm, I'm filling out my bestiary right uh-huh. now. I got to go see what, what good <laughs> things there are. Like, what in the heck is a rain nymph? What is the, what is that thing going to do to me? Yeah. So I, I, so I think the, the addition every day of here's new things add that to you know this growing list of knowledge that you are creating to answer these people's calls as yeah. effectively as possible and how they start to go like oh is that is is it gonna be this one or is it sound more like that one like i'm not really sure yeah. so i'm gonna go like scroll down through and like see if i can find something that's more the perfect thing for what this person is talking mm. about mm-hmm. and it does that in a very seemingly natural way and eases you into it which is nice because it is a long list of yeah. information it gives you there's quite a bit of i had to press out my reading glasses for this because like, man, I really got to learn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a homework element to it. For a- sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like before, like once I realized that we, you weren't going to get a penalty by keeping the, the caller on hold for too long, I'm like, okay, I just got to go through yeah. and catch This is the first caller of the day. I, I, I got to learn all of my new, yeah. my new stuff, right? My new spiel <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, on here. And I did also, I wanted to see if you could actually like get fired and lose. Mm. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you can. And I was just like trying to just throw out answers as fast as possible. Bed bugs, just bed bugs, and bed bugs, bed bugs. <laughs> I was like, oh, I said bed bugs, but it might have actually been a, a, a stair slug or whatever it is. Yeah. My mm. bad. Uh, <laughs> your dog is like eaten now or something. <laughs> so, and then I did like the, you're unemployed when you lose. I don't oh know God. if you guys got that. No. I didn't know. But yeah, it's like Carol comes on the phone. She's like very corporate 
talk like because she'll, she'll send like a warning phone call and be like you're not really meeting our goals right now and this is your final warning okay oh so God. step it up and then she'll come in like the most corporate talk ever like we are unfortunately going to have to terminate you best wow. of luck on all your future endeavors and then it just cuts to black and then you look down at your hands and they're like, like your hands look like a Hobbs oh, oh my God. and it's like you are unemployed in big letters <laughs> and the game ends <laughs> it just starts over from that day and like alright I guess I can lose uh, oh well that's cool it starts you off from the day and not from the back from the very beginning yeah. again yeah so i think it was wednesday and i was like okay it's wednesday again it didn't doesn't like super punish you for that yeah which mm-hmm. I, I did appreciate but man yeah i just had a lot of fun with this game it really made you have to to think and contemplate what answer you're going to give these people because sometimes like it was the people were just grumpy when they call you back like mm-hmm. I, I, I work in healthcare like i'm used to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but then sometimes like oh my son is now dead i'm just like oh yeah oh my god that call was Oops. harrowing yeah Oof. yeah jeremy mm-hmm. jer it's also it was a little bit tough sometimes for me to figure out like did i give them the wrong advice or did they just not do the correct thing yeah. like yeah. did you actually have a boggart in your basement and like you didn't do the thing that we mm-hmm. had advised yeah. you to do well there's exactly. the one guy like, one guy calls and it's like i called last time you guys told me to leave cream out i don't know what the fuck you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, and yeah. now yeah, and this is like, happening that was the right thing to do <laughs> yeah yeah and i think in the in the stream at that moment kim in the chat was like well did you leave the cream out <laughs> If yeah, you left the yeah, cream exactly. out, it'd be fine. Valid question. <laughs> now you got a boggart. That's now how you, you got boggarts. Now you got to leave your <laughs> house. You Sorry. <laughs> I feel like this, this game is like exceptionally funny despite uh-huh. being kind of a horror game. Mm. Like you were talking about the, the contrast between like somebody dealing with an unimaginable horror and then a guy who like has bed bugs or ants. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's pretty funny exactly, to, right? to go back and forth. It's yeah. like, should, should we, should we be covering all of these things? Should someone else be covering like ants? <laughs> it's a different department. Mm-hmm. Maybe? Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. should life threatening yeah. uh, events go to someone who's like more specialized? <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the prank calls. Yes. That's what I was about to, that was was about to say. Yeah. The prank calls, the prank were, calls so were great. Good. Uh, I don't know. They didn't really like, add anything to, the actual story or gameplay but they added a lot of flavor mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. i love very funny every it's time funny yeah. too right yeah. so in case you're getting like a little too you know in your head about yeah. helping these people the creepiness it kind of like wears on you a bit i was doing it with my headphones on yeah. so there's a bit of you know just encapsulation that happens when when you're, <laughs> when you're doing that and I, I did find that those were just a fun way like a fun creepy but fun way of mm. breaking the tension a little bit because you didn't have to answer anything when when the prank call was coming and you can also hear the person who's doing the voice acting like cracking up at the yeah. end of some of these yes yeah. <laughs> like this is ridiculous and they've got like these voice effects on it so their voice is like constantly modulating pitch and like weird <laughs> just reverb randomly oh my god it's so good yeah it's like a minute to just like <laughs> take a second. It's like, okay, take a break. All right. <laughs> and I did, I did love the names that those prank callers had. They oh were very podtimistic, podtimism <laughs> names. <laughs> yeah. Very podtimism names. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep thinking of Bunt Chugly, but I know that that's, that's a Baldur's Gate 3 name. <laughs> it sure it is. is. He could have been in this game too. He could have been. You never know. For sure. <laughs> Bunt Chugly. I saw Bunt Scruncher too, I think, in, in, in uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate. Man. I've just been thinking about the phrase, let go thy stilted soul employee for the last the last two weeks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, really good. Really, really good. I think, um, or Chase, did you have stuff that you wanted to say? 
Uh, nothing that was like super out of out of the realm of what we kind of have already said. Mm. I do really appreciate though that like this this game isn't typical horror. Yeah, that like I feel like a lot of the times video games employ jump scares as a way to be scary yeah it's not true across the board but like a lot of them will do that or i I think some of the better ones will use like vibe and tone to be frightening Mm -hmm. but this one kind of works in reverse where you are not the person who is being scared in this relationship like the people who are calling you are the ones that are experiencing the terror. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to like witness it secondhand and then be like, okay, well, I guess I got to sort through this Wikipedia page Mm -hmm. to figure Mm -hmm. out like what Mm -hmm. thing is here. (laughs) And so it's, it's more like Carta than Wikipedia, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's this bizarre experience where the, the scariest parts of the game are when you open it up in the first, the, the first call of the day. And you're like, oh, God, what other horrible things do we have lurking out there? Yeah. And it's this kind of like fear of like the world being a much more dangerous place than you think it is. Mm -hmm. And this place having some kind of like secret knowledge that only they can can let you in. Yeah. Um, Which is like frightening. It's like kind of the the inverse relationship of how kids understand the world where like you slowly grow older and start to believe less and less that there's monsters under your bed. Mm-hmm. But this one is like, no, there are. And yeah. we just have tried to not tell you about yeah. them. Yeah. I like that vibe of it. It kind of reminded me of a cabin in the woods in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you are this, this organization that has ulterior motives of some sort or like additional knowledge that is not public. Mm-hmm. And you are trying, I guess not so much in cabin in the woods, but in this one trying to help folks, but yeah. at the same time you know you have these weird parties in the, the deep deep down of the of the earth mm-hmm. uh and who knows where like hollow earth theory i don't know something <laughs> weird going on here uh yeah. sort of stuff yeah. but yeah just a, a different power dynamic i guess something that i think is really cool about this game is when you finish it you unlock a new well you can then just go back in and you can play the game again if you want mm-hmm. but you also unlock an art book on your desktop oh. uh which is a 30 page it, it is art from the game but it is also kind of a a, a mini devlog from like I said, Nick Lives, who kind of talks about like his journey making this game and like when he got interested in this and kind of like when he came up with the idea. And I just think it's like it's it's a really cool thing to a put in the game. And th- it's just also neat to like see the thought process behind a behind any game, um, but behind the game that you have just spent three hours playing. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think just really briefly, I would like to touch on like when he was uh, 10 or 12, he got gifted a advanced Dungeons and Dragons monster manual uh, from his grandma mm-hmm. that she found at a thrift store. And he just like flipped through it and it was like, wow, I love looking at these monsters. I would love to like make a game where I make monsters. And so then he like mm. a few years later, like prototyped a game out where like he made some monsters and then he like got a job at this fantasy th- local fantasy theme park with his wife where he puppeteered this big creature called the Fay King. And like <laughs> she, cool. <laughs> she was like a fairy or something. And then, you know, he made a couple other th- prototype games. He found analog horror and then he eventually arrived at home safety hotline and he has a picture of the sketchbook from where he like made the i guess the original logo for home safety hotline and the top of the sketchbook page says analog horror meets papers please which Mm. i feel like is like a really great log line for for this game of just like here is what it is at a very very basic level yeah and then on the other side of this page it just says strange things happen in your home (laughs) um so uh yeah so it's just like a very cool thing and then and then the rest of the the book like the final like 20 pages or so is every monster has its own like here's how i came up with this one and made the art for this one 
Um, and That's some of cool. them were like, I like Googled what Boggarts were and like, they're kind mm-hmm. of like a proto, uh, a prototypical or a, a forefather of our modern day boogeyman is what he says in the, in the thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just very cool how that some of it is based in like folklore and, and uh, folktale and stuff like that. Yeah. And then other, it is just like, he just made it up because he like, liked making monsters. Uh, it's just so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. I feel like you feel the D and D influence in a lot of these like monsters. Sure. Mm. of just like scampish little yes. creatures yes. that will come sure. and fuck you up if you like aren't careful mm-hmm. yeah not necessarily always malicious but just doing their own thing around you right yes. if you get in the yeah. way rest in peace you might get yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i also really loved all of the like behind the scenes pictures that he took yeah. of like here's how i made this entries photo or like how, how i did this creature and a lot of them are like I, i'm not positive about this but i think a couple of the hobs are like paper craft where he made a physical like paper image of a hob and then took a picture of it in his house and then like essentially uh, compressed the shit out of the mm. image. So it looks quite bad. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's, that's what they use in, in the game, which is just so cool. It's like a very in- interesting and novel way to approach like having these creatures in your game. Mm. Very creative. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Creative. It's really creative. And yeah, I totally agree. I really appreciate that it's in there, especially after like all the talk about that we had with like the making of Karateko where like mm. the history of a game and the journaling and, and logging of all of that is like an incredibly important piece of the whole yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'm glad that they have that in there. It seems like a, a cool thing to include to show like a just how they did mm-hmm. it, but also like look at the people that are making these games. You yeah. Know? Like mm-hmm. there, there's a person who with feelings and a life back here also making a video. Yeah, game. It wasn't just sure. like I had this idea for a game, so I made it. It's like this has been basically my whole life leading up to, to making this game, which yes. is, is yes. Yeah, so yeah. cool to see. It took time and effort. What? <laughs> and skill. Video games? <laughs> a little bit everything. <laughs> I will also, uh, I think it's worth a shout out. The accessibility options in this game are awesome. Mm-hmm. There are, there are, I believe, sliders for all types of uh, colorblindness, but there's also mm. like Hell yeah. more than half a dozen i think maybe seven or eight phobia toggles that you can toggle on and off that will just not load the image for certain entries um Mm -hmm. and so when i streamed i turned all those on just you know out of an abundance of caution i wanted the most people Mm -hmm. as possible to like watch the stream Mm -hmm. and uh you know it didn't ruin or like augment my experience really at all Mm -hmm. because a lot of the the horror and stuff can still be found in the entries and in the calls that you're getting from people Mm -hmm. and so i just think that's that's a thing that is worth shouting out you know not to discourse it too much but like intended experience etc etc like you i don't know you want people i I feel like you should want people to play your game you know uh Mm -hmm. like i felt the same way with hi-fi rush like it's a it's a rhythm game but also if like, like you're not good at those types of games like you don't have a great innate sense of rhythm you can like turn that down or like turn that off and you'll still yeah. have a great time playing the game because the game wants you to play mm-hmm. it you know yeah uh, so yeah i just wanted yeah. to shout that out totally oh yeah i was interested in i was trying to figure out if there was anything more going on with this game because mm. i think like in it on first blush i was like i don't know if there's like a thing being said here which is fine like i don't need every game to have a, a thing that's being said but uh the papers please connection sort of reminded me that like no there actually is like some stuff going mm. on here and i think it like at, at least for me when i was playing the 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 
the feeling I kept getting was like, it is not the scary thing here is not necessarily to me that like a monster exists. Mm -hmm. It is like that a company has commodified selling you information about how to get a troll out of your yard. Mm -hmm. And despite it being like life threatening, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that these people have no idea like that, that is a thing that exists, you know, Mm -hmm. there's definitely a, an indictment of what things are made necessary or what things you have to like pay for to get. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if the fire department was not a thing, that existed today if someone proposed the fire department they're like what you can't put up fucking fires in your own house dude you need some some free company to come do that for you oh want to live in a nanny state yeah yeah i want to be able to burn my house down like god intended (laughs) the founders intended so yeah it, it definitely feels like in line with that in the way that papers fleas asked you to participate in a kind of brutal bureaucratic machine. Mm. I don't think this one is quite as demoralizing no. as Papers, Please is. No. And I think that's kind of not the main thing. I think the main thing is kind of the scary parts of it and a little bit more of the humor and sort of the out the out there stuff that happens toward the end yeah. of it. But it's definitely present. I think you can feel that, that influence of having to participate in a system that you don't necessarily agree with or one that makes you feel uncomfy, but you still kind of have this role to play of like, well, I do need to tell this guy he has bed teeth, you know, even Mm if he's being mean or if I don't think that this information should be paid for or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I liked I liked the 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 thing that they were saying with this game. Mm -hmm. I see that. And I guess maybe that can also be extrapolated. The the voice that you have in the game can be you can connect those two thoughts together of that you have a very unhuman dissociated voice whereas you know carol Mm -hmm. is a human right so it it definitely makes you feel other in Mm. that sense right yeah for sure doesn't necessarily make you feel like a person doing these things and i don't know if you're supposed to be uh judging by the hands i saw when i got (laughs) fired so also maybe it's like is there is there you know a hint of forced labor going on in here Mm. as well of like you have to do this or else yeah essentially it 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 can definitely connect up to just like how corporate life can like depersonalize a lot of people and sort of chew you up in a certain sense yeah i'm just a hobbs in the in this giant corporate (laughs) machine they don't care about me anytime carol called me i was stressed out yes i did (laughs) every morning i was like carol carol please (laughs) first call carol oh god god my supervisor the the moment she started talking about like performance improvement i'm like oh fuck dude this is the scariest part of this video game Mm -hmm. i'm trying now to think of like the connection between what you're saying and the fact of like i'm trying to be vague of like how you get (laughs) promoted like what mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. entails yeah i definitely think there is probably a way to connect it to the the soul sucking of a of a corporate desk job but i don't mm-hmm. i don't want to yeah. i don't want to talk too much about <laughs> the the, uh, the act of working for them is some sort of ritual for for them yes <laughs> yes performative yes. Yeah. performative you got to do it seven days in a row and then mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. good i i feel like the that turn that it has at the end i also won't really spoil what happens but like that turn was one of the things that actually worked a little bit less for me Mm. i think just because the game was building to kind of like or not building to but building in the same way for most of the game that that kind of felt out of left field i didn't not like or like i I still liked it because of just how bizarre the whole thing was but i I also kind of was left like what what did it what why what do we what happened here yeah not that it's bad but it was just very surreal in a way that i was kind of hoping for it to like maybe make a finer point but that's also fine like that's not a, not necessarily a bad yeah thing. i do mm-hmm. think there's definitely a version of this game <clears throat> excuse me 
I do. I do definitely think there's a version of this game that like does make this or like canon does make the point that it could make. You know, if, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that but I do, yes. I do feel like for the most part, especially given like how it how it kind of turns at the end is just like this is just vibes and like we're having a we're having a goofy fun time. Yeah. But I do yeah. think like setting it within this within the trappings of this office job is still indicative of of that larger soul sucking ritualistic behavior message yeah Mm -hmm. totally the only other thing i really wanted to mention was like god dude working in the 90s at like a computer place like this must have fucking sucked oh yeah this looks so brutal oh my god man (laughs) i'm doing this for like 10 minutes i'm like oh my lord because like there's nothing else to do like you Mm -hmm. can't just take a break and like scroll your phone for 10 Mm -hmm. seconds or like anything else you just gotta be on this computer all day long it's not like the (laughs) the computer doesn't have like blocked websites that you can't go to the computer just doesn't have websites there's no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no internet. It is only home safety hotline. Yeah, that's all you yeah. got. There's some chat rooms where you could get to, but scary spaces. A couple of videos on your desktop that aren't supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, so thund- you gotta the go to the water cooler. Yeah. Do we want to mention the dance and musical number at the end? Is that too oh much God, of a yeah, spoiler? Oh my God, yeah, the credits. <laughs> so bizarre. I don't think that's a spoiler because it's like the, the what happens during the credits. Yeah. But yeah, there is like a whole song and dance yeah. happens yeah. towards the end. That was the most surreal thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. The whole game is like, what is going on? Yeah. What language were they singing in? I have no yeah, idea. Was no it a made up yeah. language? It could a be. A fake oh, language? Yeah. yeah, possibly. That was very good. I, I quite enjoyed that, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Favorite monster? Oh, shit. Mm. I think the one that made me go, uh, instantly was bed teeth. And it's one that I have mm. bed teeth is so brutal. One I have not yeah. been able yeah. to stop thinking about is bed teeth. Um, bed teeth. I said out loud bed. Teeth yeah. When I was yeah. Playing. yeah. What? In the, no. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Oh man. It might just be a, a, a classic Boggart man myself. Boggart's yeah. Are good. The, I feel like that one is the most traditionally scary. The fact that it watches me while I sleep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So very bad. disturbing. Very disturbing. The one that I thought was the most unique, though, mm. was the false rose bush. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Terrifying. Wild. And the, the audio file you could play with, it's just like a suction-y little feet walking around. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Cool. Yeah, good. that's something we didn't talk about was the audio clips of the these audio clips were good. Yeah, yeah. just the in, audio clips intensely good. compressed, like <laughs> jumbles of yeah. sound, not a noticeable mm-hmm. sound amongst them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare that you were able to clock like, oh, that's what the thing was. <laughs> exactly. yeah. There's a lot of spooky things happening in this that are different. It could be any one of these. I I really liked the one. I can't remember the names of any of these, but. The one that starts growing like a lagoon in your basement or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. Um, there's like a bunch of water the underground in like a cave. grotto or the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's something like cellar, cellar grotto. grotto. Yeah. 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 Cellar grotto. Yeah. It's so strange. It's stuff. Yeah. They go and like find the lake and jump into it. And yes. To yes, get rid yeah. of it. So good. <laughs> Finding the creator and presenting them with a gift of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Another one I can't remember the name of, but it's like a huge invisible force that just like produces trash and waste the, the horde, horde. Yes. yes amazing that one's really really yeah. good yeah i do it's th- a dirty nasty thing God, mm-hmm. yeah i do think it's uh fun to note that the hobs all of their like there's several different types of hobs like there's toilet hobs mm-hmm. there's uh kitchen hobs you know uh but the whole thing with the hobs is that they love to just like they like eat dirt and they clean stuff up and so like yeah. the telltale yeah. sign that you have a hob is that you wake up and like a room is cleaner than you left it. Great. That's just so good. 
really leave cream for that buddy it is it is yeah kind of a a fun twist that like the boggart is a hob if you like don't treat it very well but like if you do treat the hobs well they're kind of like a friend they're kind of an aid to your house just hanging out you got a new roommate (laughs) yeah what was the like the foundation gnome or something the like creature that would go and just like oh, fuck with your house's fracture fracture fracture, yes. gnome. fracture. Yeah. something the fracture yeah. Gnome. yeah that one is very good too or no that was that the fr- that was a hob that was a fracture hob fracture hob he's the nasty of the, of the hobs yeah i was about to say yeah he seems like the most rambunctious yeah, they're not expensive <laughs> to fix a foundation they're not dangerous on their own yeah. but they can cause foundational issues <laughs> <laughs> I also like the wine sprite, which is just a dude that just—it's just a little guy that drinks all your wine. Yep, that's yeah. his whole thing. That's it. Loves the wine. The last one I want to call out is the tr- just a troll in general. I think yes. there, it, there's yeah. just a very, yeah. very cool twist, I guess, on like what a traditional troll is. Like it mm-hmm. is a twelve foot monster, but like they get in your homes by deflating themselves. And then yes. reinflating in your house, taking some of your clothes and then deflating and then leaving again. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it was the, t- the telltale t- telltale signs are uh, shrill sounds of air escaping in the middle of the night. It's just so, so scary, it's so scary, but also just like such mm-hmm. a creative like twist on a on a something that is like so basic in terms of like fantasy yeah. and, mm-hmm. and you know folklore and stuff the devlog information for the troll is pretty amazing because like the, the picture of the, the troll is pretty frightening. Yeah. It's like. A, a deflated troll outside of someone's house like looking through a window yeah, it's just like skin but the normal yeah it doesn't look it, it's really frightening but the like the actual high-res photo of it is like he looks like the marshmallow yes. man like does not look scary <laughs> at all got rolls yeah it's really really good just out of curiosity have either of you played like hypnospace outlaw or her story or emily is away nope i believe tara played emily as away i think so yeah a couple of years ago when we were streaming on workplay vibe i think she played it i've heard of hypnospace outlaw and i i obviously know of her story but have never played it mm-hmm. um all similar vibes with like recreating a computer interface yeah. mm. and like having you explore that as as the game yeah. i do think that's really fun yeah it's, like david and i you you and i have talked about this before about how weirdly fun was it safety town oh safety i know safety town yeah the the place where kids get to go and like ride their bike around a very miniature town safetyville usa yes very fun i don't know why it feels like that to me but a a similar sense of like this is a thing that i know in a different context but it's very fun to have it be something that is surprising me now Mm -hmm. yeah where like I know what death I know what interacting with with uh, my computer looks like, but imagine if there was like a mystery <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> or imagine if McDonald's was tiny and I could ride my bike <laughs> through it. You know, that was fun. It was a little bit bizarre that they had like branded restaurants at Safetyville. Mm. Hey, somebody had to pay for it. Mm. You think that's what it was that I, McDonald's bought like ad space at safety? I mean, I don't know if they bought ad space, but like, hey, if yeah. you make a miniature McDonald's, yeah. we'll help you pay for it because I don't think yeah. Safetyville was really making money. Yeah. I, no, I, I I do have to say I don't know if it's the same thing, but uh, up mm-hmm. by where I grew up, we had uh, or I guess over by, and if we're doing geographical locations. On the opposite coast uh-huh. where I grew up, um, we <laughs> yeah. had a thing called Safety Town, uh, and I did work there for a few oh, yeah. years after that as in an administrative oh, yeah. role. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. Fun. But 
the there there were buildings that were like when Safety Town was started, like that building was a sponsor, and so like this mm. the when we would set the the town up, it was like this building is you know whatever local construction company that is sponsoring us this year. You know? <laughs> uh, so probably here's they the were sponsored by a local building. McDonald's or something. Yeah, here's the rocket mortgage. Yeah, here's the uh, the bedroom where Al Pacino records his game. <laughs> here's Dan Pacino's room. <laughs> Safetyville featuring Al and Dan Pacino. <laughs> Learn how to stop at a stop sign. It's Al Pacino's podcast. Oh, no, that's I don't more even fun. know what Al Pacino sounds like. What is he? No, nobody does. Like? Nobody does. Famously, it's just like a, a vague Italian accent. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. American right. Italian, I should say. <laughs> Do we have any other feelings about uh, Home Safety Hotline? No, I'm just thinking about Dan Pacino now. Yeah, I got lots yeah, of feelings about Alan Dan Pacino, but I don't got. I think I've said everything about Home Safety Hotline Hotline to this place. Sure, yeah, great. It's yeah. a good video game. It's a good. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, a unique experience. I would recommend playing it if you Me can. Too. Mm-hmm. There's a fun. There's a really fun. I mean, the, the twist of like what is happening in in the final day is fun, but I think some of <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to like spoil it at all. Mm-hmm. Some of the answers on the final day are really fun. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Uh, thank you for suggesting this game. Thank AJ. you so much for yeah. Thank you letting me add, suggest it <laughs> without even realizing <laughs> I was suggesting it. So. <laughs> Hello, gamers! If you would like to interact with us on the internet, you could do it at podtimism.com. It's got a link to a bunch of stuff. But probably most importantly, it's got a link to the Discord where you can come hang out with all three of us. In fact, we're all in there. Whoa. (laughs) Gaming internet. Internet gaming. Yeah, we're we're all in TWG Mm -hmm. Discord. Mm -hmm. And you can be too if you go there and click on the link. It's a cool place to hang out. And there's lots of cool people there. Yeah. That's all I got for that part. Um, (laughs) And I am done with this contractually obligated part. (laughs) Actually, speaking of which, thank you for having us on the network TWG. Very cool to be here. Very fun. I guess that's also kind of a thank you to you too, AJ. You are uh, a, a critical part of that. Uh, that place. Well, okay, well, yeah, I'll say I'll, I'm a critical part of TWG, but the decision to bring you on was not like <laughs> my decision. So I was equally as delighted when uh, when when you were announced that you were coming on. AJ did a filibuster oh, yeah. at the the, the Congress <laughs> yeah. congressional meeting yeah. of the TWG. I started running out of time, so I just played Home Safety Hotline uh, in front of everybody <laughs> and just read out all the uh, <laughs> the entries. <laughs> Um, anyway thank you for having us on the yeah. network thank you scout wilkinson for uh the podcast art it's great mm-hmm. and killer and she does great yeah work. how about this um aj do you want people or where can people find like work that you're doing or places that you're on the yeah. internet or what should what should people be checking I, out in the aj verse okay if you want to hang out with me <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. on i'm on the worst garbage discord uh, that's where I'm yeah. most active. That is where I spend. A, uh, it's just open on my second screen all day long. So yeah, if you want to speak to me, that's where you could do that. Uh, I'm on Blue mm-hmm. Sky at AJ Falleri. I'm on Threads now at AJ Falleri. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Mastodon account. <laughs> if you want to find AJ Falleri there, I guess you could, but I don't use that anymore. But yeah, the, the best place if you're trying to interact with me or like ask me a question or something is the discord and uh if you want to hear my work uh, frog of the week comes out every monday into the aether comes out every wednesday there's a whole mm-hmm. backlog of a show i did called asynchronous where we played through 
all of Fire Emblem Three Houses, all of Thirteen Sentinels, and all of the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also some great uh, asynchronous mm-hmm. episodes in there that Chase and uh, Scott Wilkinson hosted. Hey. They're great. And uh, in the future, there will be something else that you can listen to. A little teaser, the teaser for the future. The yeah. So that's that's it. That's where that's where you can find me and will be able to find me in the future. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my God. It's always a delight. Thank you for coming and hanging out. And now to put the brakes on this flow of the conversation, AJ, do you have any gaming wisdom? Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Oh God. It's it's nearly one o'clock your time. This is an easy one. Yeah. If your kitchen is really clean in the morning. Mm. Yeah. Make sure you leave out a bowl of cream. Yes. For your kitchen hob. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he will destroy your life. <laughs> Otherwise, Dan Pacino is going to show up to your house. <laughs> be like, it's time to start a new podcast. <laughs> My dad's driving me crazy. <laughs> it's a spinoff podcast, Dan Pacino's. Is a Dan Pacino a metamorphosized boggart? Oh, Ooh. shit. The question we should have been asking all along. <laughs> Damn. The metamorphosizing doesn't stop at the boggart. <laughs> Just keeps going. It's all Dan. Yeah. It's all wow. Dan now. Oh it's God. yeah. It's not Al's like blood. It's not his son. He just kind of takes care of him. Wow, what Whoa. a good mm-hmm. good father figure Al is. Yeah, wow. the bogger turned into. He's just like, I'm Dan. He's like, All right, you're yeah. Dan Pacino. We got to cover our tracks. <laughs> I got a great idea Let's for start a podcast. podcast. Yeah, you you have to make the podcast <laughs> with Dan, otherwise he transforms again. <laughs> yeah. Into freezing third form. What, third form. Yeah. Wow. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's enough gaming for one day. I'll take care. No, you take care. I'll take care too, but you take care listeners and we take care. The two of you, you take care and you take care and you take care. I know. I don't know you can submit doing. games at potimism.com. I don't think you hey, said that's that. true. Yeah. <laughs> See you play things. Bye. Bye. <laughs>